Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. Mojo, taking you through the world of sports on this Saturday morning. The Mojo Sports Show is brought to you by Bay Ragney and Totally Driven Entertainment, dedicated in bringing you total entertainment. On today's show, we've got a packed show. There'll be a lot of baseball and a lot of football today. We're going to talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox, big series in the Bronx, big win yesterday for the Yankees on a big comeback late against former Met Addison Reed. The Yankees put together a five-run eighth inning to come back, and Chapman almost blows it in the night, but the Yankees were able to hold off on us. Just a, a brutal base running play by Nunez and a great throw by Hicks. And uh, so we're going to go through that. And it's also Yankees-Red Sox. We're also going to talk Mets. Obviously, last night, Rosario, his first career home run, game one in home run. So we're going to talk about that and Dominic Smith being pulled up. We're going to discuss that. But we're also going to be talking about the Jay Bruce trade fallout and basically the Mets trading Jay Bruce to the Indians for basically nothing, and they could have had more from the Yankees. The Yankees offered two prospects, but the Mets didn't want to take on money, so there's a whole big thing about that. Typical Will Pond at their best, so I'm going to start off. That's going to be my opening rant. I'm going to get into that in a couple of minutes, and then we're going to you know, get into that whole trade scenario, and then we'll talk some Mets, and then we're going to talk the Yankees, Red Sox, and then later in the show, we're going to be doing a lot of football. PDV will be joining us. Tudu Brown probably going to be joining us. We're going to be doing some talking about the Giants preseason, and we're going to be talking about all the preseason games from the week and all the injuries, the trades from yesterday, obviously walk-ins to the Rams and a shocking deal. Then Buffalo makes another deal, getting Jordan Matthews. They also signed Bolden this week. So we're going to go through that. A lot of a lot of good plays from the rookies, but the big story in the NFL is the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, which we're going to talk about in length today. And, uh, you know, the NFL laid the smack down on Elliot. You know, listen, this guy's got to stay. This guy's got to get his life together. This guy's clearly got issues off the field. And, you know, was the suspension too harsh? Six games? Could be. I think he's appealing it. I think it'll get reduced. I think it's going to eventually get down to uh, four games. I think they'll get it down to four. Obviously, Jerry Jones is fuming. The Dallas is fuming. Obviously, everybody's upset. All Dallas fans will be upset about it. But uh, So we're going to get into a lot of that later, but I'm going to share my opinion on it. I personally think uh, six might be a little too much. I mean, Ray Wright's got for what he did, you know, so I, I think six is probably a little too much, and it probably will get reduced. But there's clearly they have some evidence on this guy. And now I, I heard there's pictures of the woman's bruises, but who, you know, 
listen, I'm no lawyer and I'm no uh, policeman, so I can't really, uh, you know, tell you what's going on, but just from what I'm reading. But we're going to get into all that later. Obviously, it's a big blow to Dallas, the six games. And uh, so, I mean, listen, Dallas still got that old line. They still got Alfred Morris. They still got McFadden. So I'm sure they'll be uh, fine. Obviously, it's not as good as having Elliott, but I'm sure if they can just hold it off till Elliott comes back, they'll be fine. Like I said, I expect it to get low into, like, four games. I wouldn't expect it to stay at six. I really wouldn't. But, listen, this has got to be a wake-up call for Elliott now because Elliott needs to really uh, wake up. So we'll see what happens there. And uh, I want to get off, though. We're going to get back to football. We're going to be doing a lot of football later in the show. So we're going to be covering what we can see at the Elliott situation. We're going to be talking throughout the show, too. If anybody calls, they want to talk about anything, we will. I just I did want to start off with my Mojo's opening rant. So my opening rant today is on the mess in the Jay Bruce trade. All right, so now, basically, they traded Jay Bruce for 30th-round pick Ryder Ryan, almost a 5 ERA in single-A ball. Basically, salary dump. The Mets can spin it any way they want. The bottom line is they traded Bruce just because they didn't want to pay him the rest of the $4.5 million. So they were willing to trade him to anybody who was going to take the $4.5 million. The Yankees came out and offered the Mets two prospects, those that the Mets asked for, and they wanted to only take on $1 million and the Mets to pay the other 3 and a half. And, and the Yankees look at the same overall people. The Yankees all of a sudden don't want money. But you're looking at it from the Yankees' perspective. I did some digging on the numbers. If the Yankees took on any more than a million dollars, they would go over the luxury tax even more. And it would end up costing the Yankees $6 million instead of four and a half or two or three, whatever. Even if they took two, it would cost them six because of the luxury tax. So that was the Yankees' motivation. Plus, the Yankees felt they would give a better prospect. But it just always, again, always comes down to money with the will And it's actually nauseating to a point because everybody knows that the Wilpons ain't going to put the money back in the team. Anybody who says, oh, they pay $4.5 million for next year. So what do you think they're going to put it in? They're going to put it in their pockets like they always do. The Mets have like $75, $80 million coming off the books after this year. You think they're going to invest that all back in the team? Anybody who thinks that is a blinded pom-pom Mets fan that thinks the Mets are going to put $80 million back in the team next year. They're already talking up Lagaris for center field when you got guys like Lorenzen Kane out there they should be going for. They're talking up Darno like he's still going to capture the future. All right, Darno is garbage. You need to move on from Darno. You need to move on from Lagaris. You go sign a real center fielder like Lorenzo Kane. Go sign a real, go get a real catcher. Go get a real third baseman. I don't want to hear David Wright coming back and I don't want to hear, you know, whoever else. You're going to resign Cabrera because you can take Cabrera for only $6 million next year. I don't want to hear this garbage. Go get some real plays. Mike Moustakis is out there with 34 home runs now. Uh, you, you know, a free agent. Or go make a ballsy trade. Or go do something to improve the team. If they come back next year and they say, well, we're going to put Ligaris in center, we're going to put T.J. Rivera and Flores in second, and we're going to and we're going to hope David Wright comes back and we're going to re-sign Cabrera. There's our team. Darno's going to come back. If they do that, and you, anybody who goes and puts a dollar into this team would be a moron. It's, it's time for the Mets to put up a shut-up. I talked about this on the show in the past, how the Mets never maintain. They never maintain any kind of winning ability, this team. They win 
for two years, and then they hit the tank again. It's a constant, constant with this franchise. And, again, two years ago, they looked like the best team in the league. They almost won the World Series. They had the great pitch, and everybody was excited. They come out last year. They re-signed Cespedes, but they did nothing else to improve the team. You look around the team, the bullpen is garbage. I mean, they keep running out in role plays, and, and they finally got rid of Salas this week. I mean, these, are, these players shouldn't be on a roster. I don't want to hear role plays as a good arm. What's the point of having a good arm if you can't get any outs? The Ramos trade was a good trade. They got rid of Reed. So now you got Ramos, Familia, Blevins. You know what? Blevins got claims off waivers, and the Mets pulled them back. I would trade Blevins if you could get something for him. Blevins hasn't been good either. I mean, you know, last night again, Blevins blew the game. You can get something good for a lefty. Why wouldn't you trade him and go sign a lefty? But all right, but if you want to stay, we're going to keep him. You have Blevins, Ramos, and Familia for next year. That's a nice start. But you still need another two, three guys. Look at the Yankees' bullpen. They got Chapman, Patances, they got Robinson, they got Cop, they 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 got the Tali, they got all these guys. They they got uh, what's his name too? They, they have like five or six good relievers. The Yankees, and that's what good teams do. The Yankees realized that starting pitching ain't that good, so they went and got good relievers so they can good pitchers don't have to pitch more than five innings, and that's why they're in contention. But for the Mets to say. We're going to just trade Bruce for garbage just to get his money off the books. It's a disgrace. It really is. You know, and then they're going to say, oh, well, we need to make playing time for Dominic Smith. Yeah, you do. You didn't have to trade Jay Bruce for nothing to do that. I'd rather you trade Granderson for nothing. Uh, You know, Granderson is somebody for nothing. And now there's a lot of war words going on with the Yankees and the Mets. Supposedly the Yankees saying that they offered the Mets better. The Mets saying that the Yankees try, trying to get over on them. And you know now the Neil Walker they were talking about Neil Walker and the Yankees pulled out because of the medicals and the Mets weren't happy about that and blah blah blah. It's the same garbage with the Mets. I don't believe the Mets. I believe the Yankees. I'm sorry. I believe the reporters that are saying the Wilpons nixed the deal and that Sandy Alderson is pissed off. Supposedly, Sandy Alderson had a deal with the Yankees, and he went to ownership, and ownership said, we don't want to trade him to the Yankees. And if that's true, it's a disgrace. Why are we worried about trading with the Yankees? Just we're worried about getting the best deal possible for your team. The Yankees are in the American League. They have nothing to do just because we're in the same city. So, oh, so you don't want to play in the Yankees next week. They don't want to trade the Yankees to Jay Bruce, or Jay Bruce hits some homers off of them. They look stupid. Uh, you're 14 games out of first place. You look stupid anyway. What's the, what's the difference if Jay Bruce beats you next week for the Yankees? Who cares? Your season's over. It, it, it's just it's mind-boggling how this franchise operates. It, and it all starts at the top, and that's why they never maintain any consistent winning this franchise. You get two winning seasons, and then you hit the tank. It's constant, and it's annoying. And, you know, how people defend what's going on here is, is, is ridiculous. If you want to say, oh, I don't want to trade him to the Yankees, why not? The Yankees offer you the best package of players. Take it. it to me, you know, trading the Yankees is like trading with the Nationals or the Marlins. Well, you traded with the Marlins. You just traded them two prospects, A.J. Ramos. You could still trade within your division if it's the right deal for your team. And just like you could trade to a team that's in your city, look at the White Sox. They traded, they made the big trade with the Cubs. I mean, nobody said anything about that. 
it's just constant, constant, the same story with the Mets. And this is why, this is why the fans go nuts because you, you can't take it after a while. It's just the same old, same old. So they traded Bruce Duder and Reed basically for five relief pitches, the Mets. Five relievers. They had nothing else but five relievers who none of them are even big relief prospects. They basically just dumped salary once again. And, you know, and people keep defending it. Meanwhile, the White Sox traded Jose Quintana to the Cubs, and they got a boatload. I'm not saying you're going to get what you got for Jose Quintana for those guys, but, Jesus, they don't get anything for anybody. Salary. So, to me, bottom line is the Wolfpons are still a disgrace. I heard on the Evan, Joe and Evan on the fan call, the Madoff Mets again, and they are. They're, they're operating like the Madoff Mets. They traded a 30-home run outfielder for, for a box of balls, basically, a 30th-round pick. And it's nothing against this guy they got. You know, it's not his fault. But you could have made the qualifying offer to Bruce, and if he declined it, you would have got a sandwich pick after the second round. I'm sure that guy would have turned out better than the 30th-round pick you got. And if he took the off, if he took the qualifying offer, you'd have him for one year, eighteen million, which I'm sure anybody would take him for one year. Because now all of a sudden he's going, Well, we would like to bring him back. Oh really? But from what I heard, like I said, with Wilpon shutting down the deal, shooting down the deal, Sandy is pissed now. But he feels like he looks stupid because he had a deal with the Yankees. This is what sources are saying, that he had a deal with the Yankees, completely shut it down. And Sandy's not happy about it. Would he step down and resign? You know. And I, listen, I haven't been a big Sandy guy. He made some good trades. He's made some questionable trades. He hasn't done great off moves. But he, one thing he has brought to this franchise is stability. He leaves. Who knows who they're going to hire? Another puppet? I, 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 you know, it's scary to think. And then now the talk of bringing Terry Collins back. Please, you, you got to be kidding me. You got a young team starting to move on with a different voice. I'm sick of it. So I just wanted to do my rant. Do want to say it was nice to see Rosario with a game-winning homer yesterday, three-hit night, first career home run. Dominic Smith, nice to see him, one for three. So the young Mets, you know, Dem Conforto looking good, another home run for Conforto. So the Mets, Mets got some nice youth there, but they need they need their front office and their organization now to give them the backup that they need here. To, to take. They got the pitching. If everybody's healthy for next year, they're going to ride it out and see if you can get all these guys back. Obviously, Harvey's starting to rehab assignment today. Syndergaard's supposedly coming back. It's not going to matter for this year, but for next year, we'll see what happens. So I just wanted to rant a little on that. I'm sure we're going to have some calls on the Mets today, and we're going to talk more about this and hear some opinions. And, you know, I also now want to talk a little about the Yankees. <clears throat> the Yankees had a big comeback last night, down 3 nothing in the bottom of the eighth. They scored four runs off Addison Reed. And, uh, you know, they, they hold off the Red Sox in the ninth inning on a terrible base running play. But the base, uh, Chapman comes in and walks the bases loaded in the ninth. And Benetetto hits a fly ball to the left. Nunez, the sack fly, Nunez tries to go to third on the play. Hicks makes a great throw. But it was just bad base running. You can't try that right there. And then Chapman gets the last out to get out of the inning. But, I mean, Chapman's been shaky. He really has. 
Adam Warren gets the win, three and two. Garcia wasn't great again. He gave up only three runs and five and two thirds, but he wasn't sharp again at all. And uh, but Reed obviously takes the blown save. I seen an interesting stat on Reed last night. Reed gave up four runs yesterday. It was the more runs than he gave up the whole year for the Mets last year when they acquired him at the trade deadline. The rest of the season. That's pretty crazy. But Yankees happy to have Hicks back. He had a home run, two for five, two RBIs. Obviously hit the home run off Reed last night too. Judge continues to struggle down at two ninety two. He had two walks last night, another strike. I believe he struck out like Yankee record, 29 straight games or something like that. That's pretty crazy. He needs to – I don't know what happened with him. I mean, obviously, we all know he was going to strike out a lot. Nobody expected him to hit 330. He's in a major – I think he's hitting like 150 since the All-Star break. The Yankees definitely need him to, to get going again. But there's some signs of life out of Todd Frazier. I tell you, Didi's turned into a, some player, Didi Gregorius. That trade has paid big dividends for the Yankees. He's turned into some player for them. I mean, the guy's hitting cleanup. <laughs> Edie Gregorius is hitting cleanup. It's unbelievable. And I know they're a little upset now with Sanchez's defense, so they, they say he made DH a little more. So we'll see what happens there. But, again, big win for the Yankees yesterday. They'd come back. A much-needed win. They were four and a half out. They had to get the game last night. And to come back the way they did, and then they held off. Chapman was able to get out of the, get out of the jam. So the Yankees are three and a half out now because they would have been they would have been five and a half out. And, you know, with sale on Sunday, Yankees really had to get this game yesterday. And the Yankees could get today's game. Even if sale beats them tomorrow, they still have won the series. But then they at least put themselves in a, in a position to, uh, to to make a run here. They're right back in and out three and a half out. And they're doing, you know, they got a five-game lead, I believe, in the wild card, in the lost com. So they're looking good in that, that aspect as well. So we'll see what happens. So the the Yankees, looking at the standings right now, the Yankees, 65, 61-53, and the Red Sox, 65-50, so they're 3.5 out. Tampa's 7 out. Baltimore's 8.5 out. Toronto's 11 out. Cleveland with a 3.5 game lead over the Twins. Royals are 5 out. Tigers, 10 out. White Sox, 16 out. Astros, who haven't been playing good lately, are 2-8 in their last 10 games, but they've still got a 13-game lead over the Mariners and the Angels. And uh, Rangers 15 and a half out, Oakland 20 and a half out. Then you look at the wild card. The Yankees got the first wild card right now. The Twins hold the second wild card. Twins have a two game in the lost column lead over a few teams, over Tampa, over Kansas City, over Seattle, and the Angels. So that's the American League. The American League, you got battles going on. I mean, the division, the Central and the East still up in the end, and you have a lot of battles for the wild card going on. The NL is a lot different because you have the Nationals running away in the East. 14-and-a-half game lead over the Marlins, 16 over the Mets, 17 over the Braves, 26 over the Phillies. Then you have the Cubs. This is the only battle in the National League Central. The Cubs with a one-game lead over the Cardinals. Cardinals are on fire. They won seven in a row. Three out of the Pirates and the Brewers and the Reds are 12, 12 out. But you have four teams within three games in the Central. So that's that's a nice race right there. And in the West, the Dodgers obviously 81-34, just amazing. 16-game lead. So you have the two wild-card teams, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and they're 16 and 17 games out of first in their own division. Pretty amazing how good the Dodgers have been. And then you have the Padres, 30 out, and the Giants, 35 and a half out. So so you only have the NL Central there. And the wild-card, 
the Cardinals five out and the Lost Tom Pirates seven out. So pretty much, you know, pretty much the wild card. Listen, if it's the Diamondbacks or Colorado had a big slump, and the Diamondbacks have lost three in a row now, one of these teams like the Cardinals or the Pirates might be able to climb closer. But I think a lot has to happen for that that to really happen now. So I I, I still think the the wild cards are probably going to come out of the West. I mean, we still have 50 games, so we have a lot of time left. But we'll see how it plays out over the next next. What do we got? Seven weeks, I think, left in the season. So. And then you look at today's schedule. We're looking at today's schedule. You got Yankees, Red Sox at four o'clock. Drew Pomeran versus Luis Severino. The Yankees got on the hill who they want today. Severino nine and four with a two nine one ERA. Pomeranz eleven and four with a three three six ERA. So good pitching matchup in the Bronx today. Four o five. Okay, so we're gonna have the Mets tonight seven o'clock. Stephen Mason, Aaron Noah. Uh, is the matchup. The Mets going to win three straight over the Phillies. Mets, Mets are 5-0 in Philly this year. There's some other notable games. The Rockies Marlins tonight. Hoffman versus Nicolino last night. Giancarlo Stanton hit his 40th. Major League leading 40th home run. A, a absolute bomb. This guy, you see some of the Rockets. He had, the Bulls leave the park in like two seconds when he had some. It's, it's insane. He had a, a complete rocket last night. So 40 home runs for Giancarlo Stanton leaves the majors. We got the Cardinals, Carlos Martinez tonight, seven fifteen. Cardinals going for eight in a row against Lucas Sims. Astros Rangers, Spears versus Tyson Ross. Cubs Diamondbacks, Lester versus Corbin tonight. Angels Mariners, another big game between them. They've been playing some good games the last couple of nights back and forth. JC Ramirez versus Aragamo Ramirez. The Ramirez versus Ramirez matchup. Let's see what else we got. Any other well, the Brewers need a win today. Brent Suter versus Scott Feldman with the Reds. Royals Ian Kennedy versus James Shields. And then Indians Rays, Mike Clevenger, Chris Archer. That's at 6-10. That's another big game. And the Twins, Jose Berrios versus Jordan Zimmerman tonight. Twins and Tigers, another big game. And the Pirates Blue Jays, another interleague big game too. Trevor Williams versus Chris Rowley. So there's your matchups for today. We're going to hit the phone lines right now. Steve, what's going on? How are you? How's it going? Going good. Great game last night. Yeah, nice comeback last night for the Yankees. Yep. I was watching it at 3-0, and the kids were like, they're going to lose. Just change the channel. And I'm like, nope. They come alive in the late late innings, and they sure did. I almost had a heart attack in the ninth inning because I thought for sure, okay, it's over. But that's the benefits of having Mariano get used to that kind of ninth inning. And I don't know, Chapman lately, he's not so lights out, you know? Yeah, well, I, I still think with Chapman, it goes back to last year. It goes back to uh, the Cubs ran him to the ground in the postseason. He hasn't been the same. That's why I think the Cubs didn't even want to pay him in the offseason. I think they knew, and he even knew they, they overworked him last year. Chapman, he really got overworked last year, and I think it's, it took its effect on him somehow. Yeah, but, well. Listen, plus, he was hurt this year. He missed some time this year. So, But they need him. They're going to need him. If they're going to make a deep run, they need Chapman. So, 
he's still when he's on his game, he's one of the top relievers in the league. So yeah, you need, you need him to perform. You know, the judge too. Judge needs to see what's going on with him, man. The judge is in a major slump right now. Yeah. Well. But the Yankees yeah. have enough hitting where other people could step up. That's what they need. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's Judge was on a pace that was just like... ridiculous. He wasn't going to maintain that pace, so you had to figure a slump was coming. But this slump is worse than they could have imagined. Yeah. But it's a bad slump. I mean, it's like, you know, slump is a slump, but this guy can't even hit the ball. I know, you he's know, striking out. He's swinging at all the balls he swung at last year that he didn't do the first half of this year. He wasn't swinging at those balls in the first half. Um, You know what it is? I think, I don't know, but if they could all just get it together, Judge, you know, Chapman, you know, if they could just all come together and just contribute a little each, even it. I feel like they could be in the World Series, the Yankees. They really do. You know, they're they're slumping and they're still winning. So I feel if they're all on their game, man, I really do not just because I'm a fan. I feel like they could really go, you know. Well, my biggest issue with the Yankees, it's not their hitting, it's not their bullpen, it's their starters. And in the postseason, you need your starting pitching to pitch good. And that's going to be their big question. And I would the have problem is, as I said, they don't have an eight, you know? Yeah. They really I would don't have, have like an eight. Well, Severino's turning into their ace, but yeah, I would still like them to create another picture. Right. You know, I would have well, liked we'll to see, see them make a big young, trade. We'll, this, we'll see how this other guy works out for them now. I mean, Sonny Gray was a nice trade. It was. I like Sonny Gray a lot. I think right. that's going to help them. Garcia, I didn't like. I could. I just thought they could have added. They should have added another big guy on top of Sonny Gray. They could have had like Gray, yeah. Severino, and another really good pitcher. And it should be Tanaka, but Tanaka is just not pitching good this year. I don't know which uh, one yeah. is Tanaka. You know, but the you thing know? is, they give you two great games and then five bad games. You know, like I don't know. I don't know with him. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Who's it's amazing what happened this That's year. Right. Oh, no, Severino's pitching today. Right? Severino's pitching today, yeah. Yeah. So. And then they face Sale tomorrow, so they want to definitely, if they can get today's game, you know, Sale's going to be tough to beat. So if they can win today, at least they win the series, you know, even if they yeah. don't beat Sale tomorrow. You know, so. Right. But okay, we'll we'll I mean, what do you think? Okay. I had another question for you. Because the Dallas fan, what do you think of the Elliott suspension? Well, I think, honestly, listen, these athletes have to stop with their bullshit, honestly. They think they're above the law and they can do what they want, all right? So, like any other sport, if he did do that, he should be punished. But six games is a little much, I think. I, I don't know what they – I, I, honestly, three or four games would have been sufficient. I don't know. I, I I think three games would have been enough. I don't know about six games. That's a little harsh. Yeah. Me, I'm sorry. It's just a little, to my opinion, it's a little harsh, you know. But, you know, yeah, he should be punished. Yeah, I thought it was a little and, too know, much myself. Yeah. I mean, they got video of Ray Rice punching his girlfriend out, and he only got two games, you know. So, I, you know. Right. He got That's black ball from the NFL, though. I mean, nobody wanted him after that, but still, you know. I think because I mean, he. I mean, Brady got four games for the. You know, obviously, he right. got. Brady got more than Ray Rice for deflating a football. So, like, it, right. it seems to me like all, all the. 
all the suspensions are all over the place. I mean, they must have right. some hard evidence. I don't know what evidence they got, but it's, but they you should, know. honestly, they should have it like a rule book, like have it like, well, if you do this, you're you're three games suspended, or if you do this, you're six games. And not that they're giving one guy two games, the other guy six games. You know, that to me, I don't know. I, I honestly, as as a Dallas fan, I just find it. They're doing it on, uh, in my opinion, it's just done purposely to have them out for six games. That's just the way I feel. I don't know. Maybe well, I think they're trying to send a message that this ain't going to be tolerated anymore. I mean, these guys, Elliot does need to grow up. He does a lot. Yes, of he does. Things. And he's right. And I, like you said, he's just, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. But it's a big disappointment, his attitude and his behavior. But like you said, you can't. You can't give one, one, even though it's years ago, you know, you can't do that. You just can't. Even like you said with the deflating and the, the football, I, I, you know, have it in a book somewhere, written down. Have all of this in a book somewhere, like a rule. It's part of the rules. You know, don't, don't have, well, if you deflate the ball, you're out four games. If you punch your wife for, you, you know, your right. You have two games, and if you punch your girlfriend and your Zeke Elliott, you have four uh, six games. Like, no, yeah, it should be yeah, in a they're, rule book. They're doing it on a case by case basis, and you can't do that. You need to set. You right. know, listen. Certain certain situations are different. I understand. Then you got to go on a case by case. But this is a domestic violence. Something needs to be in place for this domestic violence. But Anthony, it, it is, and he should get punished. But he's not the first person in the NFL or the MLB, or the, you know, any other sport, basketball, often on their life. You know, yeah, it should be, be a set, part of the rules and regulations that they have for everything else. You're not allowed to dance in the end zone. You're not allowed to, you know what I'm saying? So have yep. this in that same rule book, something like this. You know, don't do, well, because he's Ezekiel, and in his case we have pictures. No. They all went to court. They're all going to, you know, they're all going to the same court and the same, they're all whatever. It's not like, well, he knocked the tooth out of her mouth and this guy didn't. You know, what, you know it's just so stupid. It's just all, to me, have it written somewhere, part of the rules and regulations of the NFL. If, you, if you're, you know, domestic violence, four games. You know, have it put down. Don't give him four games and this one two games and that one six games. No, that's not right. Oh, listen, and it's no condoning what he did. He should be punished. I just think six games right. is he too much. And, and I, for the first time, I and I also think, I also think that it's going to get reduced. I don't think it's going to stay six games. I really don't. I'd be shocked if he don't get it down to four at least. Unless they really want to send a message, you know. Or, you know, unless yeah. they're really looking to send a message here. So I guess that's what we're going to see. So it what so he's appealing it though, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, and it could be a long lengthy process which may allow him to play the first couple of games of the year. Like it may not even get resolved before the season starts on here and now. So you may see him in the first couple of games. Personally, you probably should just let it go and, and you know, right. hopefully get it down before the season starts, but you don't want to also miss six games in the middle of the season. You'd rather get it right. out of the way before well, six games. Right. You know, so you want to at least have him back. You know, the Honestly, Cowboys like, still have a great you know, offensive line. Him, and it, 
I think they got a great offensive line and some capable running back, so they could still hold it, hold the fort. I think right, and that's what I'm hoping for because I'd like to see them win without him, and I think that would send them a message also, like you know what, smarten up or you know, you're you're honestly Jerry Jerry Jones furious. I know. So we'll see. I guess we're gonna see what happens. It's gonna be a long, drawn out appeal process. I can tell you that. Yeah, that sucks. But, but yeah, the worst possible move they could have got because originally the talk was one or two games, and now it ended up six games. So, big difference. Yeah, I mean, I don't know unless something really bad happened that we don't know about. I I I can't imagine, you know. And again, he's done a lot of stupid stuff. So right, you know, I think he it's has. A, I think it's more of an accumulation than anything else. I think you know, I think there's a lot of different things they looked at here. And the bottom line is, the guy needs to grow up. Yeah, I mean, he's lucky he has this opportunity. You know, and look at look at what's his name. Oh, what's the guy's name we, we're rooting for to get called back up? I forget his name now. Off the top of my head. Or oh, Carly Taylor. Right? Oh, yeah, Carly Taylor. He would kill for a, a job in the NFL. Then you have this guy, you know, who's just like just throwing it all like away, you know? By the way, by the way, Carly Taylor has a big a book coming out about his life. Is he real? Yeah, and when it comes out, he's going to come on the show and talk about the book when, it, when it's awesome. starting to release. Yeah. So it's about his life, so that's, that's pretty cool. I'll definitely buy it. I would love to be able to get it autographed by him. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Right? He's a good guy, Carly. But I would definitely buy it. That would be good. That's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, he's a very good guy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you have guys like that that were in the NFL trying to get back in, good bowl models. And then you have Zeke Elliott, who... You know, yeah, he's he's great. He's a star and all, but you're gonna throw it all away, you know. And, and you're letting your team down now, you know. Yep. All these little kids that bought jerseys looking up to him, and that's what you want to be known for. Come on. Right, you're right. You're right. You know. And I'm a Dallas fan. I'm a huge Dallas fan. And I'm a fan. I just feel like you know, come on now, get your shit together. I don't know. Yeah. Big disappointment. Uh, I guess we'll see. But the Yankees, yeah, I'm really, I'm, I'm psyched about football. Don't get me wrong. I can't wait, you know. But Yankees right now, yesterday, it was such a good game. I was, like, nail-biting the whole game. Yes, and it's another big game today. We'll see what happens. It's a, you know, Yankees, know. Yankees need to keep, keep the momentum. They need another win today. I hope they so. have to win the series. The Boston opened up a little ground on them, so they need to win. They have the Yankees have to try to restate two out of three here. But someone told so, me also, I don't know if it's correct. Someone told me also there's like 14 games or 17 games left against Boston alone. The Yankees have 10. I think it's 10. Oh, okay. But still, they got a lot of games head to head. So if they could beat them, they could definitely make a move. You know. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's like 45, 50 games left for most teams now. So, you know, the season is starting to, you know, 
Yep. So we've got seven weeks left. So the season is, is, this is the dog days of August now, and as we get into September. Yeah, so the Yankees have 48 games left, the Yankees. So. But they're looking good, at least for a wild card. But the thing with the wild card, it's one game, right? So, you know, the wild card, one game, you run into a good pitcher. Like last year, they ran into Dallas Keiko and they were out, right? So, you know, you, you kind of want to try to avoid the wild card if you can. Right now, they would play the Twins, though, and they, the Yankees have always owned the Twins, so the Twins would be a good matchup for the Yankees in the wild card, but it may not be the Twins at the end of the year. You know, so you could run into another yeah. team. You could run into Seattle and King Felix. You could end up running into or somebody like that. So, you know, you kind of want to get your division if you can. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's getting exciting, though. So. That's it. All right. Football's back. Too. Just coming back a couple of weeks. The season starts in a couple of weeks, so. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, All right. well, you, you have a great show, and um, thank you. I'll, I'll speak to you later. All right. Thanks, Bye. Chris. Being from Pinebush, talking Yankees and Cowboys, as always, good call. She's a, a, a very passionate fan, as you can see. Somebody get back to the phone lines before I get back to the phone lines. I want to give a shout out to my wife. This is Mojo Tony. Uh, she we were in the emergency room last night. She had a rough night. She had a lot of stomach pains, and uh, we were in the emergency room for six hours, and we couldn't really get many answers. So she's gonna have to go see more specialists and and get more tests done. So just a shout out to my wife to get well soon, and uh, you know she's still in pain, and you know we don't know what it is, and hoping it's you know we don't think it's anything too serious, but it's still painful for her, and. So she just wanted to get some answers. So shout out to her, feel better, and, uh, you know, to get some rest today and then, uh, you know, to go get more tests and we'll see, you know, try to find out what's going on and get better. All right, so now we're going to hit the phone lines again. Magic Mike, what's going on? What's going on? How are you? All right, how's it going? All right, I was fine until you mentioned Joe and Evan. <laughs> Joe and Evan, Evan and Joe. Evan and Joe. <laughs> I love that song. I, I love that they got. I love that they got. Uh, that they got songs. It's crazy. So, I know. I know. We got to talk about first. What do you think about your Bills trades yesterday? 
Well, I want to ask you something. Are we in April? Is this an April Fool's joke? <laughs> it's definitely, uh, it definitely happened. I was shocked. I got to be honest with you. How it all went down. I hear the Bills are trying to trade uh, the quarterback uh, Tyrod Taylor to go to Miami. Well, I don't, I don't think Miami's going to take him now. I don't think Miami. I'll tell you one anybody. thing though. I know. It, listen, it stinks that the Bills traded Sammy Watkins. But look at it next year's draft. The Bills got two ones, two twos, and two threes next year. So the Bills are set up for the draft next year. That's for sure. Yeah, and now it makes me wonder about why they did that. Hey, before we talk about the Bills, I just want to talk about the Mets and the and the Yankees for a second. Yeah. Um, a, a caller called up the fan the other day, and I guess he doesn't realize what he was talking about. He said, how could the Mets and the Yankees make a trade? They're in the same division. Yeah, these people are stupid. I mean, I, you know, we're in the same They're in the same city. That's about it. <laughs> yep. Um, the Yankees are offering me the best trade. Why wouldn't I take it? It makes no sense. They really don't to me. Now, that's that's the Will Pond way. Stick it, stick the money yep, in your pocket. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the whole the whole deal. You know. They're, they're still reeling the over that if The Yankees would have took on the whole contract. I guarantee you they would have made the deal with the Yankees. It came down Absolute, to the money. Absolutely. But the, the Yankees are another one they don't want to spend. Like you said, they'll they'll go over their uh, luxury. Well, from the Yankees' perspective, the deal would have cost them $6 million. So I kind of see where they were coming uh, from. You're, you're saying, right, 100%. They're saying, you're they're right. saying we'll give you better um, prospects. We'll give you better prospects, but you've got to take some money on. You know, yeah, and, you know. Uh, they were unwilling to do that, so you the know, Mets, it's the Mets you, at their best. You know, going back to the the Mets, the Mets, uh, yeah, the Mets are loaded, but it's a win for me anyway because Bruce is on my fantasy uh, team, so it doesn't matter. Wherever Bruce goes, it, it's fine for me. As long as he as long as he keeps up hitting, I'm I'm okay with Bruce. Um, but that was was uh, that was uh, amazing. Um, but I want to talk about the Bills. I, I am I am frustrated because I understand that at the end of the year, the Bills probably wouldn't have signed Watkins anyway. And I think the Bills were I think the Bills were saying, you know what, if we could make a deal, um, you know, for 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 somebody, maybe you know maybe for Watkins. And you know what? I I think the Bills. I mean, as much as I hate this deal because I love Sammy, um, I, I don't know. I I had a lot of time to digest it, and between Sammy and Ronald, and I like Darby too. I think, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, the I, I didn't like just, that. Uh, Darby's a good player. I, I, I yeah, but you know what's funny? Right after they got uh, you know, another quarterback, I said I wonder if they're gonna trade somebody, and sure enough, they made the trade. Uh, I do like the um, I do like the Matthews deal. I think that's a good deal for the Bills. I think the Bills did pretty good. Although they got rid of Darby, they got Matthews, and I think he's going to help. Um, they also signed Bolden, which I did last year. Actually, I signed him to my um, to my NFL um, PlayStation Three uh, Buffalo Bill team. <laughs> because I figured maybe we could use somebody. Maybe we could use somebody. You had it a year in advance. Yeah, because the Buffalo Bills didn't have any. When I, when I, for some strange reason, all the current Buffalo Bills 
that were on my team last year were not on my on my thing. So except for Woods and uh, a couple other uh, players, but there wasn't that much. So I got Bolden, and I I think he's going to do okay with the Bills. I think he's going to have a good a good run. Um, I think he's going to probably retire soon. But I think he's going yeah, to. Yeah, probably his last year. But he's still listen. He's still a good player. Good, great guy to have in the clubhouse. Great leader type player. So I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised he wasn't picked up sooner by another team. Personally. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm shocked. Maybe somebody like you know. Maybe there was something going on there. Um, but the Buffalo Bills, I think they made a couple of good moves. Like you said, we got some draft picks back, and I think we also gave draft picks too, right? I think he gave a sixth. Right, a sixth rounder, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, uh, so a sixth rounder, you know. that's it. But you got a two and a three. So the Bills end up coming out of this with Jordan Matthews, EJ Gaines, a second round pick from the Rams, and a third round pick from the Eagles. The Eagles got Ronald Darby, and the Rams got Sammy Watkins, a 2018 sixth round well, pick. I, I from can tell you this: the, the Eagles, the Eagles got a great cornerback in Ronald Darby. That guy has no quit. And uh, somebody said. Somebody said, who, who who was to say that Sammy was going to stay healthy this year? I mean, nobody knows the Well, future. that's the thing, right? And, you know, nobody but plans on, oh, like, oh, we don't like Watkins because he gets injured. You know, no one plans to get injured. Yeah. Like, your wife, your wife didn't talent. say last Boston night, your wife talent, didn't say last night, honey, you don't take me any place, take me to the emergency room. She didn't plan yeah. on getting sick. Yeah. Exactly. You know, which which again, good luck to your wife Tony and and Hatton. You. you know, I Thank I feel you, uh, you know I I hope she feels better. I mean, nobody you know nobody wants to get sick and nobody wants to get get hurt. But I'll tell you one thing though. I'll tell you one thing that was weird, not weird, but when that happened, my friend up in Buffalo messaged me and she said, "I guess we're not seeing Watkins. Um, I guess we're not seeing Watkins from our." from our sixth row seats when we go to Buffalo versus the Jets. I said, I guess not. So she says, are you upset? Are you, do you still want to go to the game? I said, well, I, I'm, I'm contemplating on having my tattoo removed. She said, really? I said, no. I'm, I said, of course we're going to go to the game. I said, I'm still a <laughs> Buffalo Bill fan because they, they got rid of Watkins. And would you think of? Did you watched any of the preseason Bills game? Would you think of? Uh... No, actually, I was. I again, I was. I was listening to it on on a uh, radio because I can't get it over here. There's, you know. And then my friend, um, my friend kind of, uh, she, uh, she kind of did something for me where she taped some of it live and she put it on her Facebook for me so I could watch some of it. Um, it was pretty. You know, I mean, listen. You know, it's preseason. Uh, last night I went to a TGI Fridays, and there were a lot of Giants fans, and they were cheering because the Giants were getting, you know, scoring. Like, dude, really? It's preseason. Doesn't mean anything. Although you get to watch the guys, um, you know, the guys play and stuff, and it's it, it is football. Um, but but well, I, you I know, don't know. To me, to me, I look at it differently. I'm nervous in the preseason. Here I am. My quarterback already went down for the year in practice. Now, our starting middle, Miami's starting middle linebacker gets hurt on the first play on special teams. He's out for the year. Torn ACL, a 20-year-old rookie, which, Raquan McMillan, which is a tough blow. The guy was going to be yeah, a starting and middle linebacker. And that's scary right there. And, and listen, that's scary right there because I'll tell you why. Preseason, 
is is preseason is dangerous, but practice could be dangerous too. I mean, I mean, I mean uh, as, as I'm sure you heard about that tragedy that happened uh, on, on, I think it was Thursday with that poor kid where he uh, he died on the football field in uh, Long Island. He got hit in the head with a, a log. Why I don't. That's why I, I I have no problem my son not playing football. I you know we'll stick to baseball. Absolutely, and basketball. absolutely, and uh, you know, and uh, you know, it just it's Black just one of those one things. Day, but but to say open. what you said, see, you opened up today by saying about Elliot, he's the biggest news in the NFL. I think the trades, but the the, the bills made were big. Listen, they shocked the world because everybody didn't think. I did. Let me ask you a question. Did was what, did you think that the Buffalo Bills would would ever trade Sammy like that? I mean, really? Did it was you know? Were you thinking about that, or you just said, okay, Sammy's going to be a Bill this year? I thought. Listen, I thought he would be a Bill. I thought there's a chance they could trade him just because I don't think they would sign him. But I no, they that's what happened. They, they didn't got. want to sign I thought them. they would right. get more than they got. You know, I thought they would get more. I, I think they, I mean, listen, I think the Buffalo Bills did They good. traded a lot to get them. Yeah, but I think, yeah, they did. But I think, I don't know. I, they gave, I, I don't know. I, I, I think that the Bills did the Bills did pretty good. If the Bills didn't get another receiver, I would have been pissed. Trading Darby, maybe, again, maybe Darby, you know, was, was money too. And maybe the Buffalo Bills. Uh, then a part of me thinks the Buffalo Bills just want to tank this year, just just tank. You know, I don't know. I mean, after what the Buffalo Bills did with half their receiving court, you know, getting rid of all those guys, not resigning them, and letting them do, um, you know, other things. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I want to talk to you about your friend, Doctor A. He's a Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers fan. I got a lot of Pittsburgh Steelers fans that are saying that he, they need to keep an eye on Justin Hunter. And I've been talking about that kid when he was with the Bills. Yeah. Doc they, was talking they think he's going to be good this year for them. And I, I absolutely think, you know, I absolutely think they're going to be, uh, they're going to be good too. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills, I, I think uh, Pittsburgh's going to be good, but I think the Buffalo Bills need work. Um, I think that I think they should be good now, um, you know, with their receiving core, uh, you know, and and again, like I said, nobody wants to get injured. That's the last thing that you want. So for people out there that have no clue what they're talking about, Sammy Watkins, I, you know, if I had a chance to say, I would, I am going to say thank you, Sammy, for all your con- contributions to the Buffalo Bills. Thank you, Sammy, for sitting on the bench injured. I mean, come on. Thank you, Sammy, for being, you know, the Buffalo Bill that you were. I mean, he was a good guy and is a good guy, and, and uh, the Rams are lucky to have him. Yeah, listen, when, when Sammy Watkins is healthy, he's one of the top receivers in the league. So, And, and that's another thing, too, you know. Um, can Matthews be that? He's had a lot of foot problems through his career, that. Yeah, that's it. And and a lot of people were blaming uh, Rex Ryan for putting him back early. And, uh, you know, I I don't know. I mean, looking ahead, this all leads up to one thing. And and Judo Brown would say Fat Rex. Yeah, Fat Rex, yeah. 
Buffalo, yeah, Fat Rex. You're right, Fat Rex and his uh, brother, <laughs> Grandma uh, Grandma Ryan. My friend says he looks like a grandma. It's pretty funny, his <laughs> brother. Um, you know, I honestly say this one thing, though. This all leads up to the, the football talk. I mean, this this right here is, is – uh, this right here is mon- mon- monumental. I mean, yesterday the wall—it was like the wall came tumbling down on my on my dreams. My dreams were to get to see Sammy live. I've never got to see Sammy live, and now I'm not going to see him live. Well, well you might be able to see him, but as a road player now. As a yeah, well, maybe I'll be watching. Now. Yeah, maybe I'll be watching him. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll be watching him now. Uh, you know, uh, when the Rams play, since I have the. Uh, the NFL package, so maybe I'll I'll keep an eye on the Rams now. Yeah, you know I I, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, for us to be talking about this, it's 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 it's, it's like Buffalo just. Everybody asked me last night at TGI Fridays, what was my thought about it, and I was like, at first I was like, well, they were like, how could they trade them? And I was like, you know what? It's gotta be. It's gotta be the the. You know, we're not going to sign him, so let's get something for him. And that's a. Oh thing, yeah, that's you know, really what it that's was. That's a good. That's a good thing that that everybody should do. If you have a free agent that's going to be a free agent, do something. Trade him for something. Never let him. Never let him go. I I love those teams. I I love those teams that trade somebody, let them go, re-sign them. In the in in the you know resign them in, in you know in the free agency. It's like you had that guy who let him go. You're gonna sign him again for more money. I mean, come on, you had him free. Well, not free, but you know what I mean. You had him, and then now you gotta pay him the big bucks. But what what what's your thought on that deal? What what do you think about the Buffalo Bills trading their their two players? I I like I said I don't I I like. I don't like trading a talent like that, especially for what they got. I understand that they they probably weren't going to sign him, so they wanted to get something for him. So I understand that part of it. I just, I don't know. I think I would have held out a little. You still have until the trade deadline. Maybe somebody gives you a little more. I like it for the Rams. Now the Rams got him at receiver. They got Gurley at running back. You know, they got Goff. Hopefully Goff now has some weapons to work with. I'm sure Gurley's the happiest guy alive right now that he's got a weapon like that on the outside now to open things up to him on the ground a little. So, I don't know. I think it's uh, – I'm not crazy about it for Buffalo. And, and they traded yeah, Dobby. I, so I th- I'm not crazy about that I think if you're either. a Rams fan, the, the Rams, uh, the Rams, uh, the Rams are, you know, going to welcome him with open arms, but maybe some caution because of, uh, you know, of his uh, foot problems and uh, – and again, so the Rams are, you know, the Rams are already looking to the Rams are already looking to extend them. So wow, that's great. That's a great deal. I mean, if he could get a good deal like that, I mean, all power to him. I mean, you know, nothing, uh, nothing stops him. You know, it's a uh, it's a great idea, and you know, they're getting a good receiver. And you know, now we'll see a new one for the Buffalo Bills lined up. Now we'll see Matthews. We got Zay Jones coming in. We got Bolden. I mean. This is the new look Bills. This is the rebuilding Bills. This is what it's going to be. Buffalo Bills. Nobody rebuilds like the Buffalo Bills. It's just like the nobody circles the wagon, but nobody rebuilds, I guess, like the Buffalo Bills because uh, this is going to be a rebuilding year for them. 
Yeah, we'll see. But Tyrod, we'll see. I, I wonder if Tyrod is going to have a big year like like he's projected to. I wonder if Tyrod's going to have that big year now. You know, I don't know. Thing I don't too, know. Every this, time this Tyrod Tyrod's gets a weapon, he's you lose your number one happen? receiver. You lose your number one receiver, it hurts your stock for me. I was a little upset about the stuff I heard this week, radio personalities, which whom, whom I called right away and started yelling and screaming at because I didn't like their predictions. They 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 predicted, I hated that, Craig, Craig and Boomer yesterday, Craig got a big, big uh, yell from me, and Boomer, Boomer Sizer got a really big yell. I said to Boomer, I said, are you out of your mind? That you're picking the Dolphins over the Buffalo Bills two times? Really? So they picked Buffalo to lose, basically, so. Yeah, well. It could happen. I mean, they did last year. They lost two games to to Miami. I mean, it could it it, it could ha- it could happen. I mean, any anything uh anything could happen. But you know what too? If if I'm the if, if you know, if, if I'm Going back, like like what you were saying before, if 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 something comes along where there's a great opportunity for the Dolphins and the Bills, I would make a you know I I, I would make a trade. I mean, oh, you know, yeah. they only play each other not? twice. I would make a, a a trade. I mean, I don't it's know. the right deal. Why not? Miami traded Wes Welka to the Patriots. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah and how did that and, <laughs> and how did that work out? Um, yes, yesterday there was a guy at the bar yesterday, and he said, "He said Brady's not all that." I said, "No." I said, "Brady." I said, "Brady's not all that." I said, "Brady wins." I said, "Brady's not all that." Well, it's not really Brady; it's Belichick. Also, Belichick is throwing the ball. Yeah, really. You know, I mean, people that make ignorant statements like that, and he's a Jet fan. I mean, maybe he's sour grapes and bitter. That's just stupid. But I, I, I just, I just wonder if the Buffalo Bills just said, you know what? Let's let's just do the most stupidest ironic trade that we could do. Let's just give yeah. the Buffalo Bills. The, you know, there were people, there were people calling up the office yesterday, calling up Buffalo Bills, complaining about the trade. Can you, can you imagine? Well, you'll get that in all sports. People are crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I heard a uh, I heard a good a good story about Bobby the Brain Heenan and Tony Schiavone. Um, they actually went to a, a Yankee Stadium, and uh, to- and uh, you know Bobby Heenan said, "Oh, let's go upstairs and see, um, you know, Steinbrenner. You know, I'm a big you know friend with George." So he went upstairs and he said, "Bobby Heenan to see George Steinbrenner." So Tony thought he was kidding around, and sure enough. A guy came and said, "I'll take you to him." They went up to the office. They, they, um, they, he said, "Where are you sitting?" So Bobby said, "I have seats here." He says, "I think we could do better." And George brought them down to his seats, and you know their uh, seats and stuff. And uh, Tony said that the seats were almost the new seats they had set up for playoffs back in like '96. And he said that they got the sit. You know, I guess they were at that. Jeffrey Mayer game, I think it was or something. But anyway, he said that they had a great a, a great time. He said that George Steinbrenner was you know is an, and was a great guy you know to to uh, to him. You know, so not many people like George, but I guess they like George. You know. 
Well, if George treats you good, you're going to like anybody who treats yeah, you good. Yeah, I right? mean, uh, if anybody treats you, uh, if anybody treats you good. So, are you upset that the the Nets got rid of Bruce? I'm not upset that they traded him. I'm upset that they didn't get anything for him. I, you now, know, how they did they trade him if it's if it's the past the trading deadline? He, he cleared waivers or waiver, something. It's the waiver deadline. If a guy goes through waivers and nobody claims him, then you could trade him to everybody. If a team claims him, then you can only trade him to the team that claimed him, or you could pull him back and not trade him. So that's how well, waivers. I, I guess. I guess. Old, yeah, I guess everybody gets some players through waivers. A lot of players have gone through waivers. The Mets have put Grandison, Cabrera, Walker. They've all gone through waivers, so they can clear any of these. They could trade any of these guys now if they want. Yeah, I, I wonder what's going to be next for the Mets. You know, um, I wonder what's next for them. I mean, you know, it, it, yeah. Who it, knows? It's, it's, they need. It, a, they it, need. A, they need new players. That's what next should be. I next. don't know. I like. I like Bruce. I thought he was good for the Mets. Um, but again, maybe that's something like you know the Mets don't want to pay. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I, you know, you, you definitely can sense that. Listen, I'm all for the, trading guys. You know, like you said, but before with Watkins in the last year of his contract, you get something for him. I'm I'm all for trading guys. But when oh, you me trade too. a guy, you traded a guy with the 30 home runs for a 30th round pick. I mean, I don't get it. You know, I just yeah, don't. That's what pisses me off. It's a when, salary that's what pisses me off when the free agency starts. And it's like, okay, you let this guy go, and you could have got something for him. Um, but I, I think, listen, I mean, I think the Bills got some good talent back for these players. I think I think the Bills the Bills needed a, another wide receiver, and they did it. So, And then them signing Bolden, that, that was, a good, you know, a good move. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with him because I don't know if you heard about Bolton. It's a Band-Aid, though. It's a Band-Aid because he's probably only going to play one more year. So well, well, I was going to say, I don't know draft. if you heard about, about Bolton, about his situation the- with his, his family. He wants to be around his family more. Yeah, his family's in Florida. So Yeah, so I guess Buffalo to Florida, maybe not that, maybe that, not that bad. I'm surprised the Florida team didn't sign him. Although when I, although when I said we signed Bolton to my friend, in Buffalo, I said a little late. I said we couldn't have got him in his prime. Oh yeah, well in his prime, he wouldn't have been a free agent this long in his prime. I have a, a rookie card. I have a rookie card. I have a Bolden rookie card. There you go. I have Listen, one. I, great, I got one at the draft. Uh, one of those drafts that I went to uh, one year, they were giving them out like candy. I guess people were like, "Oh, you know what?" The guy's like, "What fan are you?" and we're like Buffalo Bills, and he's like, "Oh, I got a Bolden card, yeah, because that makes a lot of sense." <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, thanks for calling as always. Great job. Listen, as always. I didn't cover, jump cover, off of cover the break, so I guess we're okay. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't get drunk. I didn't cry. I, I guess we're okay. Uh, but I do, I do would like you to ask uh, when you speak to the compadres of the football world, ask them what they think of these these trades because that's crazy. Oh, of course. We'll be talking about all this with Pete. Pete's coming I, I, I on wonder, as well. I wonder, right, Stop I wonder what, right, I, I wonder what, uh, you know, I wonder what their, um, what their thoughts are going to be. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just baffles me that they did it now. Um, but I guess, Yes, no, we have no cho- we have no uh, we have no choice. I guess we got to go onward and upwards, and uh, you know, hopefully the Bills will do good in preseason, even though the games really don't mean that much. 
but a win's a win, I guess. So. I'll yeah. Take there it. you go. All right. Take care. All right. Uh, all right take so I'll speak take to you care, soon. buddy, Thanks and I'll calling. talk to you next week. Definitely. Thank you, man. All right. Bye, bye. Magic Mike, the ever, ever, ever colorful Magic Mike, calling in, talking. Everything from football to baseball is always great job, Magic Mike. Always good having you on. So toward the first hour of the show, we've done a lot of baseball and football so far. We're going to continue with baseball and football throughout the show. TDD, our football analyst, coming on at noon. We're going to be getting more into football then. We're going to be talking about Bill Elliott. We're going to be talking about the trades and the preseason with PD at 12. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some more football. We're going to talk some baseball and uh, take some more calls when we come back after this commercial break. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence, or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your ghoul friend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. 
Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stories page on Facebook. your wife i want to wish the best for her and hopefully she feels better soon thank you thank you alan i appreciate that yeah it was a long night yeah wonderful person your wife and um i'm sure that's tough you know yeah well hopefully Um, we can get some answers the the frustrating part is we got no answers yet that's the frustrating part of it all no six hours and we got no answers really yeah sometimes that not knowing's hard, right? Yeah. But, you know, just we'll go today. We're going to get some more stuff done today, so hopefully we get it resolved. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's anything serious, serious, but she's in pain, so we need to figure out what's causing the pain, you know? Right. All right, so hopefully a speedy recovery Ooh. and uh, pain subsides. Let's figure it out, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. So we've got a, a lot going on here with uh, between baseball and football, right? So where do you I'm want to start? Sure do. Um, I guess baseball. You know, and I said this before when we've seen Rosario finally come up. I'm like, okay, not only is he the player fans were hoping for, you know, and that's what you want. You, you know, your high-ranked minor leaguer comes up and he does well. But I thought it was a step beyond that. I was like, he's our best infielder. Right? I like, agree. Would you disagree? Like, he's our best infielder. And then that gets me to the point of being annoyed that when Cabrera got hurt the first time and was kind of out for an extended period, we didn't bring him up then. Like, the, the drive, the will to put the best team on the field. So yeah, we, were still, in the, we were still in the race at that point. <laughs> still in the race at that point, and we left our best infielder in the minors. Having a great season. And same thing for first base. I mean, Dominic Smith, only one game, and he's got to prove more. But with Rosario, it's clear. 
He's got a yeah. couple triples. He's good on the bases. He's got great hands. He's tall, good range. He's like, fast, I'm not still, right? I mean, he's fast. He's fast. Yeah, speed on the bases. And then he gets a home run, you know, last night. And it's like all these close field. home nice runs. Nice shot. Opposite field, too. Nice shot. Off the top of his bat, you know, so I wouldn't call it a home run swing. But the thing is, it was a timely home run. You know, and yeah. the guy gets it done, and maybe he's a playmaker. You yeah. know, that's his view from being the Myers guys that get timely hits. We need more than just Cespedes on this team. And, and you can see how good he looks in see. the field, right? He looks good in the field, too. He does. Calm, confident. You know, we always said when Reyes Wright first came up and Gooden and, and Rondong, rookies, but you could see something right away. You know, yeah. when we first signed Cespedes, he's not a rookie, but you could see something right away, and you know, a star player. And with Rosario, I'm seeing it, and I'm happy. But at the same time, I'm annoyed because we didn't have a stellar shortstop. And then our shortstop was hurt, and we still didn't bring him up. They made lame excuses. So it's almost, like, frustrating. How much worse could he have been two months ago? I agree. Right? They needed two more months in the minors to play at this level. Like, that's just silly. You know, so it's frustrating. It's great to see him finally on the field and playing, and it's frustrating that a player on this level wasn't called up when uh, Cabrera got hurt the first time. You know, so I, 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 I think he hustles everything, too, and he's a hustler. He hustles everything out. Yeah, he looks well coached. He seems to understand the game. You know, he, he's working hard for his spot. Everything you'd want to see in, in your rookie player coming up. And let's hope we see the same in, in Dominic Smith. And then, then you have what you were mentioning before, some puzzling moves by the Mets. And we all knew, and I – not that Bruce was a bad player, not that Bruce didn't hit home runs, that Bruce just didn't fit in our outfield, you know, for the yeah. future. Where we're going to have Cespedes and Conforto, we need a center fielder, and Bruce is not a center fielder. And we're really choosing there between Bruce and Conforto. And did they make the right call in choosing Conforto? I'm going to say yes. You know, at this point, he's a younger player. He's a minor leaguer. He's our guy. He's part of the face of the franchise going forward. The choice has to be made for Conforto. But then you look at Bruce and say, dirty home run guy, he's played well, not bad defense. You should be getting something for him. Yeah. More, than, more than what we got. Yeah. My, my a leaders, salary job. Yeah. You, you would hope for the next a prospect. Like, if it's minor leaguers, I would expect a prospect catcher. You know, that's high ranked. You know, positions we're going to need or a third baseman. Positions the Mets are going to need soon to be in these trades. And I'm seeing low-ranked minor leaguers, guys that are not ready anytime soon. It may not be much of anything. We, you know, don't know. Well, Alan, but the frustrating part is they traded Bruce, Duda, and Reed, and they got five relief pitches. They got nothing else. Five relief pitches yeah. for the three players. I mean, at least the Reed yeah. deal, they, they got three guys. So if one of them pan out, you're happy. The other two deals, they got one relief pitcher. They, they ain't even highly ranked like you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it goes to my point. I mean, wouldn't you, would you not trade with the Yankees if they go for the better deal, or would you just take the better deal? Like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I, I'm not a Yankee hater, but I don't like Mets-Yankees trade zone because I would think the Mets would tend to get fleeced on it. But in this case, where our season's over and making the Yankees a little better by having Bruce and not really – has no impact on the Mets going forward. And what we need to do is get as good as the Nationals. Who cares with the Yankees? They have to have that mentality here. 
Exactly. And if Bruce plays the Mets and hits seven home runs in that series, like really, who cares? We're, we're not. We're, we're sitting there just happy that we're better than Philly. So if it, all the Mets so are proven, Bruce, if Bruce kills us next week, Bruce kills us next week, we'd be fifteen out instead of twelve out. And what's the difference? Uh, look, I'll tell you, if Bruce kills them next week, the Mets fans would probably be cheering for his home runs at that point because it, it, it's just a mockery. Like yeah. a, a little bit of embarrassing themselves. I'm not for making trades with the Yankees, but in this case, we're getting rid of Bruce, and they owe it because of his stats to get the best we can for him. You know, and then I look at names, guys with numbers that we've traded in Beltran and Reyes. You know, um, when we got rid of Reyes and got nothing for him, wasn't he like high batting average yeah. in the league? Yeah, we got, got, we, got draft pick. His... we got Ploiecki for him, the draft pick that turned into Ploiecki. That's who we got for Ray. Yeah, Ploiecki, garbage. So basically, garbage we got nothing. Right? Yeah, we got nothing, like you said. Yeah, so, uh, so Beltran, 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 they got Wheeler. So at the time, Wheeler was the top prospect with a live arm. So when sense, they made that deal, they, did some, they got something. Something, but I look at what Wheel has done for us and what Beltran's done from then to now, and you could easily say we got fleeced. I don't know if Wheel will ever be a full game season pitcher. You know, I, the thought of him going into the bullpen last year was a possibility. Somehow he earned his a starting rotation spot. Maybe his value will eventually end up in the bullpen. You know, they, they need to rethink some things as far as starting pitchers. Definitely bullpen. And at least a Robles solid guys we were trying to depend on. And you made a good point with Robles. Good arm, but he can't get out. Something's yeah. gone like horribly wrong with him. From I, I mean, I saw a game where bases loaded and he got out of it, you know, without giving up a run. But he's so far from that pitcher. And when you see a pitcher go through that and then for an extended period, let's say the, the entire season, our pitching coaches aren't fixing him. Therefore, he has no value to us. You know, I think, you I think the Mets need to start. The Mets need a whole new coaching staff too. That should be the first thing they do this off season. A new coaching staff. Definitely. You know, they need to change. Listen, when you're going in this direction, Alan, where you got this youth, you know, the future of this team now is going to be Rosario, Smith, Conforto. These, these are the young hitters that are going to be the face of the franchise. You got the pitching if everybody's healthy. You need new faces. Collins, Collins is not going to be around another more than another year or two anyway, right? So wouldn't right. you just start it now with a new face? And Collins, listen, he's not yeah. a bad guy. He's not a bad guy. Nobody's saying he's a bad guy. But I don't think he's a manager for this team anymore. I mean, the people go, oh, he's the all-time winningest manager. He's also one of the all-time losers manager for that. And it's only because of longevity. Yeah. He's a manager. They make the playoffs twice. I'm, I'm not a, a big fan of Collins. I'm not a hater of him. Uh, you know, as a person, as a coach, he probably seems all right. But this year, if you don't see that this team has quit on him, you know, and he keeps saying there's no quit, these guys are going to be playing hard. We're going to play hard when we play the Phillies, and we're going to lay down like dogs when we play the, the Dodgers. Um, the, the end game, just so much went wrong with Collins this year between the injuries and how the season started. I think players not playing hard for him for the decision to tell us just run when you want, don't run if you don't. Like those little things, trying to be a player's manager can cross a line, go too far. Where players are just hearing, if I think I'm going to get paid or it's a 
highlight moment for the news tonight. You know, I'll do my best. If not, let's just get this season a wrap. And that that's kind of where I see the Mets. I'm not even going to judge the Phillies stand because they just hit home runs there. And and going back to the beginning of the season, the home runs is what killed the Mets. The home run or bust, we hit five home runs and we win. We don't hit home runs and we lose. And, and the entire team has a low batting average. It's just not a winning not a winning way. It's not what you want to develop your team to be. You, you got to have yeah, some batting average. Like, to your point, we, we, always, be as, we, always, we always win in four runs in Philly. We do. Yeah, I mean, like it means what I'm seeing these last two days means nothing. I mean, Rosario, a great time we hit, and you, you join hitting in Philly. I'm, I'm sure the mood is there, you know, from the rest of the ball club. Hey, we're going there. We're going to score some runs, you know, and uh, good Dominic Smith playing in the series, not the Dodger series, come right into a, a miserable row and realize where your team needs to be versus where you are. And that's what I saw in the Dodger series. We are far from where we need to be. You know, and this is a team a couple seasons ago, you know, seemed like right there. Back to but, my point that I, I said earlier that this team never maintains more than two years of being good. It's just amazing. Yeah. You know, and and shortly, these things happen. You lose Syndergaard for a season, or most of the season. You have a little window, you know, where we had this group of star pitchers, and we really haven't seen a Harvey, Syndergaard, DeGrom, all three have a great season for an entire season. It, it just shows you how tough that is. You know, hats off to yeah. the Braves in their years with Clavin and Maddox, and, you know, they – kept them together and, and were in the playoffs consistently. A winning, a winning team, he kind of felt, hey, maybe the Mets are going to have that. And we definitely kept Collins too long. Injuries happen. And disappointments, leaving your best players in the minors, playing older players longer than we should have, not getting what we should for players when we decide to finally get rid of them. just seems so we lowered our salaries so much. You know, how can they make up to this? Sign a real deal center fielder and a catcher in the offseason or possibly a third baseman. Throw some money at whatever we can. I, I, if dumping all this money doesn't flip into that, then it's even just shake your head twice. Like, no effort to, to put a better team on the field? Yeah. You would have to, people would have to be crazy to go see this team if they – if they come out next year and say, we're keeping Darno, Lagaris is out center field, uh, we're going to re-sign Cabrera to play third base. I mean, if anybody goes to see I, them after this, I mean, that would I, be a kind of, I kind of have that feeling. And then if Lagaris is out center field, I got an even more ugly feeling. Well, he gets hurt a lot. Granderson played decent at center. Let's keep Granderson. You know, and, and I put on the game the other day, and Conforto's playing center and Granderson's playing right. I, and I kind of shook my head at that. Mike Granderson yeah, plays center and guard at this about, point. And they're talking about Ligaris the next year already, right? If you're going yeah. to do that, send him now, let him play the rest of the year. Let's see what he's got, right? I mean, not that I want that. Obviously, I want Lorenz and Kane or I want somebody better. But if you're telling right. me you're going to give Ligaris a shot, then you need to play him now. You can't have a 38-year-old Granderson blocking people that – when Granderson's not going to be on this team next year. You just can't. I mean, you trade right. Jay Bruce for nothing. You should just trade Granderson for nothing at that point. No, I, <laughs> that's funny, but it makes absolute sense. 
you know, in, in the trend of where they're going. If it's going to be Lagaris, let's see. And then if you know if he breaks his finger again before the season ends, you know what you got—a guy that's going to play a month and get hurt, a month and get hurt, a month and get hurt, and and go out and get another center fielder. I have no problem with Lagaris being our fourth outfielder next year. And then Brandon Nemo, fine. Yeah, Nemo's. Right? I'll tell you, Nemo's become a good player off the bench. He always gets pinch hit. The guy every time he comes off the bench, he gets a hit. Yeah, he's a well, he was a hungry young player, right? He wants to have an impact. Yeah. He can see, he loves the game. He brings a certain energy level. Should be a starting guy. He's going to have to earn that over time. But a bench guy, fourth outfielder, I'm fine with him. You know, see what he's got over the next time. Magaris is the bigger question. So he's, as soon as he starts hitting, he gets hurt, and it's routine. First, right, first so, like what? First time he dies for a ball, next time he dies for a ball, he'll get hurt again. Yeah. Like, so, if, if a, a better opportunity presents itself somewhere where all this money they recently freed up and they don't go after it, oh, well, Garris is going to be our guy. We have to get better than the Nationals. The Nationals, you seen when they played the Mets this year, and in the first series, all I saw was they're clearly better than the Mets. And that's when the Nats bullpen was kind of horrible too, except for when they played the Mets. Their bullpen would kind of shut us down. But and we're they not. They their bullpen up now. Their bullpen's good now. The Nationals. I mean, they had yeah, we're not. Do little Madsen, uh, Kinsler. They got three. You know, they shored up their bullpen now. The Nationals. Yeah, we're we're not a game or two away from being competing with them in first place. And Rosario and Dominic Smith are not going to be enough. You know, to flip it, we still have a weakness at catcher, a weakness at third base, and a weakness at center field. You know, it's great shortstop and, and first base. Hopefully these guys don't get hurt. You know, I finally filled the second. Walker's got to go too, but if you keep him when he's healthy, he produces. Third base is really an issue in, in my mind. You and they do have T.J. Rivera got, and, and Flores. you got guys that can play second. Third base is a stretch in my mind for Cabrera. Probably a stretch for Walker. I, I don't see that us as having a real third baseman. And I don't even want to mention David Wright's name in the, in the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so resume baseball activity about ten more times before he retires. And they got a lot of egg on their face. A lot of and people in the move. You know. Duh. Hey, look, at the time, Walker came in, hit 13 home runs right away. The Mets could, you know, take a deep breath. But these type of trades, really it's what happens over the next few seasons, not the next few weeks. And Murphy's killed it. You know, what What can you say about him? I'm sure he makes his errors in his average second baseman, but offensively he's absolutely killed it. He couldn't have done any better than he's done. I, I wouldn't. Batting average, the home runs, it's its all been there. And, you know, he brings an energy, too. He's a lively guy in the dugout. And he, he, he basically became an MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you look back and what we could have paid him to keep him, if those numbers would have been on our team, they would have been taken away from the Nationals, right? Because this is a swap right in your division. Yeah, that can really hurt you. So plus up for us, down for them. Maybe that would have made up some games. Maybe if we would have brought up Rosario and Smith sooner, that could have made up some games. Might be in it with the Nats, but you know, players got to play. 
but the owners got to get the best they can on the field. And when you're down to small amounts of money of keeping players, and you don't you trade players from garbage, as you said earlier, you're just dumping salary. It's got to mean we're going to sign somebody, right? In the offseason? Yeah. Big free well, agent signing. Like Justin Turner walk over ten thousand dollars, and he's turned yeah. into an all star too. Yeah, it, it, it's you know, just hard thing to is, figure. Sec- right, we're just talking about second base and third base, right? They could have Walker mm-hmm. and Turner there right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is the match. You, know. you end up giving Walker. This is what probably more money annually than Murphy got, which is really even more frustrating. But like we said, when it happened, a lot of people were like, oh, don't worry, let Murphy walk. So, But you know what? We, the people that were saying, we don't get paid to make those decisions. They do. And it's, it obviously right. didn't work out now. You know, when it didn't work out, you got to make, you got somebody's got to take the blame. Hey, they, they made the call that what he did in the postseason for the Mets with the power surge was a fluke. I think and and Mer- and Walker would be a better defensive second baseman, and they hit about the same, about the same. Murphy always has a higher batting average, but they made the wrong call. That's the bottom line. It wasn't a fluke. It's what he was going to do for the next two seasons. He was simply coming into his own at that point. Yeah, you know, the players are okay. Like a guy like a Brandon Nimmo, any anybody, they're going to have their best years. Right at some point in their career, good players will have their best years of their career. We decided to let go of Murphy right when those years came. You know, so it's just another thing. And the frustrating part is the guy like Murphy really wanted to be here. It ain't like he wanted to leave. He wanted to be here. Yeah, and that's why he bats so well against us and kills us with home runs. And he's trying to say, you know, I was a good player for you. It's frustrating to watch him met killer. But I do think that's because he wanted to be here. Exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but, and you, know, you can't tell me another team, team that would a... watch a guy, a homegrown player mm-hmm. like that, right. help you get to a World Series and then let him walk. <laughs> <laughs> you got to laugh at it. You really do. Yeah. But, hey, we can look at it. Is this going to be a total disaster going into next season? Do you feel they're going to be a little bit better? It's going to depend on the off-season signings. We'll be a little bit better, presuming Smith and Rosario play, and you know play up to expectations. We'll be a little bit better defensively, but we're going to have a hole at third base. Dono's a year older. We need another catcher. They're going to have to like find hey, something. Hey, in the, in, the, in the big picture, Wright finally reached first base from third base in practice. Uh, throwing or jogging? Yeah, he finally. They finally threw it and reached first base. Yeah, that's the answer. You know, who's more likely to get hurt, Lagaris or Wright? Well, you know, when the season starts and they're trying to pump up Wright again, we can do exactly what we did, did this year. Let's take a bet on how many games he's going to give us. You know, that number of – the odds of it going up, I, I'm not sure what they're hoping for with him anymore. Yeah, you have the new quarter. You have the new face of the franchise. Like we're saying, turn the page. New coaching staff, rookies coming up. Let Conforto be the face of the franchise. You got rid of Bruce. He's going to be our starting right fielder. Turn the page. 
I'm fine with that right now. I, 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 I like yesterday. It was exciting to see, like, uh, you know, when Dominic Smith got his first hit, who's the first guy over there to hit? Rosario, you know, jumping up and down. And it's nice when you see the young players who are into the game and excited mm-hmm. for each other. You know, yeah. Smith. You know, Smith, I know Smith has a great glove. He looked a little shaky in that whining yesterday. I think it was just nerves or something, first day nerves, like he booted a couple. He didn't make any errors, but one ball he should have gotten, he probably got past him, and then another ball he got the out, but he, he bobbled it a little. Did you see that? No, I didn't see most of the highlights. I was reading more of it. Yeah, and then uh, and then Terry Collins double-switched him out of the game. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. So, so. Well, we know this. Terry Collins is great at managing a player to a 500 team. And if you have a ton of talent, you might win. He's good at, he's uh, is he even the guy to bring up these rookies? You know, they're going to have to ask themselves this. He's a veteran-type manager for a veteran-type team. We're going to be a younger team now. Is he the guy to get the best out of these players? You know, his style is sit back, let the team kind of manage it. So the veterans on the team manage. I, I don't see him as a fit going forward. Yeah, me either. Well, also, Al, let me ask you about uh, some football, too, as well here. Obviously, right. obviously, uh, I, before we get into I want to talk to you about the Elliott situation and some of the trades, but TJ right. a lot looking good for the Steelers yesterday, two sacks in his first game, right? That makes a... I know it's preseason, but it's nice to see him get off to a nice start like that. Right. You know, right now you're either happy and excited about what you're seeing guys in camp or flip the opposite. You, like as a Dolphin fan, no dig, but guys getting hurt, you know, in camp. Oh, in yeah. Preseason, terrible. Guys that you're expecting to be stars and, and have, a, you know, be an impact and a regular starter on the team. It, it's horrible. Your best roster, and I said it last week, is day one before anyone gets hurt. And then your replacements, your backups, all all the scanning to have somebody ready starts to come into play when someone that you thought was going to be a starter is not. You know, they made the off-season moves for Timmons, and it's looking better and better because of how, how things are playing out. His role is going to be much more important, you know, for the yeah, Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, now they're going to move around. We're going to see where they're going to put him. Are they going to keep him on the outside? Are they going to move him to middle? Or do they move uh, Alonzo to the middle? But Clearly a big blow yeah. is in your starting middle linebacker on special teams on the first punt of the game. I mean, that was just – the guy never even got to play defense. He never even got on the field to play defense. Yeah. Now listen, I know people could say why – you know, and I even was saying, why is your starter playing special teams? But it's really not uncommon for a rookie to be playing special teams. It's not. No. You know, rookie yeah, look, look, a rookie, let's face it, a rookie – and the team contending, the Dolphins are contending last year, for a rookie to even potentially be starting in the NFL on a team that's doing well, whether it's special teams, wide receiver, any spot, it's not easy. You're above average, and you're going to play whatever they ask you to play. You're a rookie. You, you want to get on the field. You want to, you know, get past that word rookie. Yeah. So you, it's not a, a shocking thing. You know, I'm hoping I don't find sure, I'm Brown. sure if he established himself as a starter middle linebacker, eventually they would take him off special teams, obviously, but just as a rookie. And then right. now today the news came out, Tannenhill has finally agreed to get the ACL surgery, so he's done for the year, as expected. And 
you know, it should have been done right. last year, but at least now they'll get him right for next year. And they could they could have done a lot worse than getting Jay Cutler, who's at least a proven quarterback in the league. So, you know, to me, I love, I like Tannehill, but I mean, Cutler, to me, could still get this team in the playoffs. They have a lot of talent, Miami. I mean, I, I still think Cutler could get this team in the playoffs. Yeah, that's sort of like a guy like Cutler's kind of become a journeyman, if you want, want to call him that, but he's been an NFL starter. He's produced. And kind of the key between him and the other available quarterbacks, Kaepernick, the familiarity with the coach and the system, right yes. now. It's huge. Yeah, no, Any it's, quarterback. It was, it was a perfect fit. They're probably fortunate that he was out there for them to pick up at this point. Absolutely. You know? If they want to sign some other quarterback that, you know, is given time to learn, that's fine. But if you have someone that knows the system, you, you're going to play him, you know, and – Bad comparison, Landry Jones on the Steelers and, you know, trying to get um, the the new guy to become second string. But it's hard to beat someone that knows the system. Even if I, I don't like Landry Jones and he's an average quarterback to me, below average, but I, I recognize at this point he knows the Steelers system so well in practice, he's going to beat out most people. He's going to know yeah. what calls should be made and the coach is going to be happy with what he's trying to do. So getting getting Cutler, that's what you're bringing. You're, you're bringing a a quarterback that's familiar with the system. The coaches are going to feel they can go forward quicker. You know, not close up the playbook so much. So it's the right move. Yeah, I agree. No matter how you want to look at it. And you know, you, you look know, around the league. I'm sorry, go ahead. Time will tell if you're hating on him. You know, in a week or so. But, you know, you don't know that. The guy might come out and shine. The guy might come out and struggle. But you do have to look and say, does this make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah, and it does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the preseason's a hard barometer, too, because, you know, a lot of these guys are playing against second, third, fourth stringers. I mean, so, you know, it's hard to really. But you, you still want to see the young players is what you want to see playing well in, in these preseason games. Right. Yeah, I watched the first half of the, the Giants-Steelers. And on the Steelers, the offensive line was the starting players. And that's really it, like as a unit. You know, you would. That, that's what I saw. It was kind of what I expect when the Giants played the Steelers, even though it was a lot of rookies. Put a little scoring, trade a few field goals. You know, and then eventually someone gets a touchdown. Rookie quarterbacks on both sides. Um, Steelers quarterback threw two interceptions. And I heard a name mentioned by Magic Mike earlier, Justin Hunter. Yeah, I don't know if he yeah. had an impact on the game, but I will tell him he's had a good camp. Most Steel fans are happy. You know, he's – I think he's caught a couple of touchdowns from Ben in the in the, the drills and the practices, and the Steels are a little stacked and wide receiver. He didn't have any catches yesterday, but he might not have played yeah. too much either yesterday. Right. You know, and like say we got him and they're high on him, but they're very high on Juju Smith. He's worked a lot with Heinz Ward. They're saying he loves blocking, he loves getting his hands dirty, you know, and he might even beat out um, Eli Rogers, who kind of played the slot for them last year. And what happens to him in the first quarter of the game, he gets a concussion. Yeah, unbelievable. He not return. Yeah, so he's, he's definitely a playmaker, and I've seen, you know, the highlight films of him. I like him. I think he'll be a good fit, and he is a Heinz Ward-type player, not the super speed, good route runner and, and hard player, but Concussion in the first quarter, you know, your first preseason game, that's going to set him back. 
That's why I'm saying basically you just got to hold your breath. I mean, that's really it. Yeah. I mean, so it sets him back, and then it gives a guy like a Justin Hunter and Eli Rogers who's probably losing his spot the value of having a lot of receivers. Still got one big giant cloud hanging over in Pittsburgh, right? Bell yeah. not signed, you know, for his $12 million bucks. And I don't know where that leaves us at running back. Their draft picks hurt already. He's, you know, they're resting him. He got all dinged up in, in camp. Chassant was the starting running back yesterday. He's average. I had no word of D'Angelo Williams ever coming back, although I think most fans at this point want it. The expectation is Bell signs. I, I, like, how long can a player stay away? Can't even get away with for his preseason game. At what point does he need to show up and be part of the team? And I heard Pittsburgh's GM and owner aren't happy about his holding out. No. You know, they're, they're, I describe this deal as this way. They're very loyal, not so much on wide receivers, but to, to um, certain players, and it's because of what they are, on and off the field, the Heinz Ward on and off the field, a Jerome Bettis on and off the field, the Palomaro on and off the field. Loyalty to those players. They were great players for the organization, but they weren't worried about, oh, as soon as this guy retires, he's going to be a junkie. He's going to start slapping his wife around. He's just holding back. They knew they were good players on and off the field. Bell's had some issues. You know, he's had suspensions, injuries. He's not quite what Brown is for them right now. Brown is a player I think they're going to be very loyal to for, for his career. Yeah, they're, they're, scared. they're scared of uh, they're scared a of giving Bell this, this contract. Yeah, they just there's something, you know, they feel like he's, as soon as they pay him, he's going to go over and do something stupid, you know? Yeah. I, mean, I love him. I think he's a, a special running back. Oh, he's a special uh, talent. He, There's no doubt about it. Yeah, no doubt in his talent, but sometimes his head and hanging out with, uh, what's his name, Snoop Dogg, and thinking he's not, you know, smoking and, and getting what, doing what could get him suspended again, it just makes me wince, you know, because I wish his head was 100% in football you know, for for his talent level and what he brings to the team. So a little frust- I'm a little frustrated with him. I want to see him show up to camp. He'll be one of the highest-paid running backs, right, with this tag at $12 million a year. It's a lot of money. Um, we said I don't think players are going to play for so long anymore. Long-term contracts for running backs, they're going to be tough. You really have to be the right person on the field and off the field to get those kind of deals. Is it yeah. that? You know, a guy like just... Cutler, like you said. I mean, a guy like Bell, like you said, you know, is a guy, you know, enormous talent. Now, we all know football players, you know, they're shelf life, you know, seven years maybe. I mean, a guy like Bell, all you got to do is keep your head clean for like six, seven years. Then you can go hang out with Snoop Dogg all you want, you know. Yeah, and cut your rap records. That's yeah, going to be his career part, too. He's already done some singles and different things, which shows his head is in two places. You know, but the, the player, I'm sure his teammates love him. Anyone who's seen him play, you know, you recognize the talent at running back. But just, Bell, take the money, get on the field, do your thing, stay clean another year, 
you'll get paid. Holding out yeah, exactly. is, is it's tough. You don't want the franchise turning on you. The, the Steelers, as great as he is, will start to look another direction. You know, and so we spent a lot of time building the offensive line, building a game around him. You're a great running back. That doesn't mean you'll be great on any team you're playing for. A lot of teams will be great. Some teams don't have great offensive lines. You can struggle. Oh, yeah, you change you know, teams. You, There's you, no guarantee on a different team. Then he doesn't take a beating and get hurt in four games in. Hey, great. There, there isn't a guarantee. If I was any team, I'd, I'd sign him in a heartbeat. But there's no guarantee the production he had on Pittsburgh is going to be the production he gets for your team. You know, it's the right guys with the right team and the right coaches at the right time. <clears throat> I agree, and that's in every sport. That's every sport. That's not just football. You could see guys leave teams in any sport, and they go to another team, and they're never the same player. Yeah. Yeah, I would think especially with running back. You're in a system that works for you. You know, whether your team likes to run the ball outside, run the ball up the middle, use the eye formation. If a running back's having a great season, they're in a system that's working for them. Maybe they have deep threats. You know, the defense is back, and that's why you're getting five, six yards of carry. It's a whole team thing going on. Don't Don't expect to be a great running back on a lousy team. Unless they decide just to, you know, focus on you. Yeah. I mean, we saw it with Herschel Walker, right? Vikings, great with the Cowboys. Years years back, went to the Vikings and, like, what happened? Different system. And the Cowboys built a dynasty from that trade. <laughs> yeah. He was great. He had all kind of yards with them. The Vikings did not run the same offensive system, and he did not shine there. That's, yeah. And he's a great running back, right? Can't say he wasn't a great running back. So, Alan, what do you think about uh, speaking of great running backs? What do you think of this whole Elliott suspension? What's your take on that? I almost feel like laughing. I'm not a Cowboy fan, right? So, I guess game suspension. I'm like, I guess we'll see what Prescott's made out of, you know. But you know, again, it's the same thing. Stay clean off the field, right? This is a domestic, like it's violation of the league policy. But it's a domestic issue, right? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I haven't read exactly all the details of his suspension, but that's what I understand. Uh, players can't be hitting women. I, you know, I don't care if you led the league in, in rushing yards. You know, you're a great player. You came to a great offensive line, perfect situation. Focus was on him, came through. You know, a young player, but I like and uh, you were talking about it earlier on the show. Should there just be some rules for when you, if you do this, you're suspended X amount of games. So players kind of know what they're doing, you know, and I think they got to go there. The only concern I have, because this is, he, he said, she said, unless someone got a black eye that got players are dating women or, and they just make an accusation, you know, and a player yeah. automatically suspended a certain amount of games off an accusation. So no, I think you would have to be found guilty of it, right? Right. And but you know, you got you get scandaled, you have to have an investigation. What do you do during that investigation? You know, are there women out there that say, Yeah, I'm dating you now and you know I can screw your career at any moment, do as I say. Yeah. Right? I'm talking about an extreme situation and and it, uh, kind of a nasty individual that you probably shouldn't be dating to begin with. But these players are young, 
gold diggers are going after them. You know, all that being said, there's just no excuse for when it does happen. Well, supposedly they have they have uh, pictures of uh, of the girl with bruises on it. I'm not saying that's from him because you know, like you said, gold diggers they'll find anything. They'll they'll right. bruise themselves up. They'll they'll give themselves bruises to, to get what they want. You know what I mean? But supposedly right. they do have like pictures of the girl with bruises on her. Supposedly TMZ right. got the pictures now. Yeah, I figure you know, it's TMZ, TMZ, right? TMZ gets their hands on everything, so. Yeah, players got to be careful. From a, from a football perspective, it obviously hurts the Cowboys. But yeah, I was looking I mean, at it as the Cowboys have a great offensive line. They got capable running backs in Alfred Morris and McFadden, right? So can they hold they off? Can they, so they still have the ability to go 4-2 and two or whatever, 3-3, and 4-2 three, and two, until he gets back and then still be a pretty good team. I would think they right. do. Yeah, I think but so. Now, and it wouldn't shock me if, if this thing gets shortened. Would it shock you if they shorten this? No, like, uh, right, they're investigating. Are they still really in that stage? Right, so uh, sometimes remorse from a player, you know, how they're behaving as a result of it. You know, oh, I think all these things should come into play. You know, it's not like we have the video of someone knocking somebody out in an elevator, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, listen, there's really not much way, at, no way really out of that one. <laughs> no. And, and listen, Ray Rice, uh, it just he only tells got, you two, he only got two games for that. And he only got two games for that. Obviously, he got blackballed. Yeah. You know, he got, he got blackballed from the league, though, after that. Well, that's a case where you know, it's definitely not he said, she said, a pitcher, could they have bruised themselves? It, it's it's all there. Like, to me, that's a year suspension. You're out. I, that's how I would see that. If a player did that on the Steelers, I would expect them cut. From the team, I don't care what the league does, I would expect them to be cut. That was, like, so extreme in my mind. You know, cut them, let them get, go in a shock. And, and uh, straighten her act out. I'm not saying they should never be back in the NFL again. That's always, pretty much always going too far. But they should be off the team they're on. It's a privilege to be in this league. And there's so many players competing to, to be in this league, so much money to be paid. The league doesn't need it. And that, that's something the players got to understand. You know, they're dealing with the CTE. We don't need to deal with players hitting people on top of that. Exactly. That's that, that's something the players said, It's a privilege control. to be playing this game. You get you get paid millions of dollars to play this game. I mean, yeah, you, know, you want to hit somebody? You got four quarters. You got four quarters. You're allowed to hit people. There, there's just no excuse for it. You know, once it's a proven fact, that should be the end of your salary. That, that's probably the worst yeah. thing I've seen. That knockout in the elevator. I, like, yeah, that was. What is he thinking? That, not much you could do about that. You know, not much of an excuse you can make for that. I don't care what she said to you. <laughs> There's not really not much you could you could defend that. No, and then he's kind of kicking her around to figuring out what to do. He did everything short of watching the elevator door close on her head repeatedly. Like, it just yeah. couldn't have been much worse. <laughs> yeah. 
and you know, and he got blackballed over it. You know, obviously, and he, you know, he was still yeah. young. So I mean, although his play de- his play declined the last year and a year and a half before that happened, at 27 years old, he still would have found a job if it wasn't somebody would have gave him a, a chance. Minus his age, yeah, yeah, he's a good running back. You know, and he had a couple of great years earlier in his career, and he was only 27. He would have definitely got another opportunity. Yeah. It's not about not giving guys opportunities. It's about when they do something that overboard, they really should have to look for another job, even if it's on another team. A fresh start. Move. Get away from everything that got you there. Go to another state and play. You know, that that's part of changing too, right? Make them change everything. Yeah. Listen, you would just think people close to these people would just pull them aside and say, listen, you know, you've got a great opportunity here. What are you doing, you know? Yeah, and to any stay running back. Stop going out. out. Stay away from all these these, these leech women that just are looking for, you, looking for to get paid, you know? Like, stay away from it. Yeah. Like, they just, it's just, they just get, blo- they just get all caught up in this fame and they can't. Some of them, some of them handle it, and some of them can't. Right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. Some know how to handle it, some don't. No, it's it's, it's the absolute truth, you know. And, and who the person, the player is, the person they are. Are they going out looking for women? Who gets yourself in trouble? Acts then, you know. It, it's part of the game, being young and and famous with a lot of money, actor, and just name it, right? Yeah, young, decent-looking, famous with money, women come, you know, and and it's a problem. Oh yeah, you could be the ugliest guy in the world. You got money; they're gonna be all over you. Max Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Okay. Scotty Pippen. Look at these guys. <laughs> Scotty Pippen. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's the absolute truth. It's, it's amazing. Know, it really is. It's a livelihood they all, they're offering to be with them, right? The rich life. You're not going to work, you know, so I get that. But there's got to be a line. they they got to have a harsh penalty for this. It has to absolutely be proven so that accusations don't ruin players' careers. And NFL got to make some hard decisions on this. Where do you draw that line? When can you let it ruin a player's career so that you don't um, start making examples of players that probably shouldn't be thrown out? I I really I know that NFL does not like this publicity. Like, at all. It's just, it's bad. So we're going to see what they do and, I mean, how they clean this up. I'm sure this Elliott thing is going to be a fight. He's already saying yeah. he's going to fight this to the end. Jerry Jones is going to fight this to the end. So it's well, maybe, maybe he'll just – you mentioned it. Just take this, get the suspension going, get him back on the field as soon as possible. You want to fight it to the end, and if you know you hit her, like that's almost an unapologetic stance. If there's photos with bruises on her, and you're, you're Elliot, and you're the cause of that, take your suspension. Move on, never do it again. Uh, the only way you fight it tooth and nail is if you know you didn't do it, and she was exactly. running herself into a wall. That that's the only rationale for fighting that. 
Otherwise, you're trying to say I can smack you around and still play. Like, one can't go with the other. And NFL players got to learn that. There's no – just because he's a great running back, you don't defend him. You find yeah, out what exactly. happened. You find out the truth. Some people, like you say, some people just want to overlook things because the guy's a great player for their team and they don't want to hear anything. That, you know, they just want him playing and they don't care, you know. But, you know, yeah, that's not how life works, unfortunately. Right. You have an accusation. Hopefully the league handles this right. Get all the evidence out there. And in the end, guilty or not guilty. And then you decide what to do. Six games suspension, exactly. you get to start. But get, get it get it all going. It's bad for the Cowboys. They're good. Can they get past it? Yeah, but this guy's a star, right? So bad for him. I yeah. upset about that. you think any Giant fans are upset about that? You know, I doubt it. I'm shocked. I'm like, wow, I can't believe he's on the news. But if I'm a Giant fan, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're like, you know, he ain't playing against us the first week, you know. Yeah. So, Alan, before I let you go, I wanted to ask your opinion on the the trade, the Sammy Watkins trade as well, going to the Rams. The Bills made a couple of moves. Magic Mike was talking about them earlier. What's his opinion? His view was this was like the most shocking trade, right? Yeah. Star wide receiver on the team. It, it's surprising. If Hunter was any good, they lost two star wide receivers. I don't know what to expect out of Buffalo. Rebuilding stage, you mentioned the one good point out of it, draft picks that they're going to have, and football draft picks are huge, first-round draft picks are huge. If they were thinking, do this, we set ourselves up, you know, for the next year. If you're, if you're in that division, you have to keep thinking forward that eventually the Patriots won't be so damn good. Yeah, can the Bills get better than the Patriots right now? No. So if they were thinking for the future – Maybe not the end of the world. And next year is potentially, you know, next year there's potentially some good quarterbacks in the draft. So, you know, right. that's another that's another factor. Maybe they're playing for that. And obviously, you know, they, they, they didn't pick up Watkins' option. So Watkins was going to be a free agent at this year. So I think the writing was kind of on the wall when they didn't pick up Watkins' option that they right. didn't put, view him as a long-term guy with them, you know. Right. Like, how great is he a wide receiver? Like, where would you rank him? Not against so I think guys, he's definitely. I think he's very good. You know, he's not obviously not at the top, not not in the Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Beckham type level, AJ Green, not in that level. But I think he's definitely, uh, you know, very he's good just when he's healthy. That? Yeah, but the problem right. is he hasn't stayed. You know, he's had a couple of healthy years, but he hasn't proven to stay healthy for a long period of time. You know, he's had foot issues now for a couple of years, you know, as well. Right. But maybe a change of scenery. Sometimes a guy like that now can completely take off with a change of scenery, right? So, so. I won't be playing in Buffalo. Yeah. Right. And now I'll be hard. playing in Los Angeles instead of Buffalo. It's a big difference, right? Yeah, huge, right? You're going to have nice, clean field playing conditions compared to playing out in the cold. You know, all the northern teams, that's part of it. But he'll also be playing against teams like Seattle and Arizona now who have great defenses twice a year, right? So, yeah, good good luck with that. I'll I'll tell you, one concern I have is... Yeah, we face Peterson and and Richard Sherman now, you know, four games a year. Right. Uh, One concern I have with the Steelers on, on their defense, I thought they looked okay yesterday. The secondary was suspect last year. One good cornerback, 
one safety, Davis, coming up. For the, for the way the camp has gone, Burns is the rookie corner, and everyone else competing to play corner, um, they have what they call like shadowing Brown. And supposedly he's lit up everyone for at least two touchdowns. <laughs> so that, you know, he's a great receiver. But what it, what it tells me is when we play teams with great receivers, they're going to have good games. Like the, yeah. the team right now at this point in time, you know, we still got three preseason games to go. If they're struggling that much with Brown, they're going to struggle that much with any star receiver. We're going to have a hard time covering people. So at least on one side of the field. Our best corner is the rookie, and he shattered him okay, but he still got lit up. And then everyone else was like, I want to do it, I want to do it. That's what they were writing. And they got lit up even worse. So is Brown that good? Yes. And then these guys not that good, and the answer seems to be yes, too. You know, it, it's yeah. it's tough to have a complete team. I, I'm loving what I'm seeing on the defensive line, loving what I'm seeing on the offensive line. The receiving core looks good. Running back, Mendel's back, but that secondary, we'll see what happens with them over the season. When yeah, that's teams want to throw question, 40 right? times against him. Yeah. I, 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 heard they were in, I heard Pittsburgh was in the market for a corner, so I heard they may be looking to make a trade for another corner, so that could help them as well. If they yeah. can, you know, I mean, trade for the a Patriots corner. played him, you know, every year, and it's the same story. We're going to throw 40, 50 times against you. They, they know what their weakness is, and they know how to beat them. And I still think for every AFC team, the road is going to be through the Patriots' barn. Nothing dramatic with Brady or anything, you know, really bad going there. They're the team to beat in the AFC. Yeah. Until they finally are not or look old or something happens, you know, that's who you're pointing to to say, when we're better than them, we'll go to the Super Bowl. So mismatch, steal a secondary versus their strategy, 50 passing attempts. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me worry about it. get pressure. If you got guys getting pressure, like, you know, Watt had a nice game. So if you get guys like that that emerge, it kind of, you know, good pressure from the line also helps your secondary as well. We've seen that years ago when the Giants won a Super Bowl and they didn't have a great secondary, but they had such a good defensive line putting pressure that it – you know, hey, look, J.J. Watt comes comes with a name on his back, right, because of J.J. Watt. And he's getting a lot of attention in Pittsburgh. He's just a rookie. He got two sacks in the first quarter. You know, he played a, a lot, quite a bit from what I what I saw. Do I like what I'm seeing? Yeah. Just don't over don't overreach it. Let him develop, you know. The guy's got the energy and the drive, you know, to be a great player. That's what I see right now. I agree. You see what kind of what kind of impact he's going to have. We'll see how he develops now. If that's the case. Yeah, it's like developing in the system, being in the right place at the right time, doing what you're supposed to be doing. You know, getting all that, and then you see where your talent really brings you. NFL is not easy. Offenses are not good. at all. All right. Well, Alan, I want to thank you as always for calling in, doing a great job talking baseball and football today, and. uh, as we get closer to football, there'll be a lot more going on in the next couple of weeks on the show. For Jack, sure. to see who slaps somebody around and gets hurt and gets suspended. <laughs> yeah, we'll see who gets hurt before next week that we can talk about or suspended. Yeah. All right, Mojo. <laughs> All right, man. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Great show.
Thank you, man. Bye. I'm Dr. A calling in, doing a lot of baseball football today. Great job as always, Dr. A. And, uh, you know, covering a lot of good stuff and, uh, you know, a lot of detail. And we're going to keep the theme of football going on. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> What's going on, man? Great timing. That's a wild uh, day yesterday of football with the suspension and uh, a couple of uh, nice trades. Yes, a lot to talk about. Before I get into it with you, I just want to, on the air, give in front of everybody a happy birthday to your PDV. It was Pete's birthday this past week. Definitely happy birthday to PDV this week. Yeah, 44 years young. That's Thanks, it. I appreciate it. You're still in the prime of your career. Oh, yeah. And we're going to celebrate with a nice godfather this week. Yeah, no, oh, no, that'd be, that'd be great. Yeah. I talked to Joe, uh, Joe already for Tuesday. We're going to do it. Okay, great. All right, so Tuesday. We'll meet up Sounds for good. Tuesday. And, and we're, and Sonny's, we're going to hit Sonny's hard on Tuesday. Sonny's is getting hit hard, exactly. I haven't yeah. had a godfather now since, uh, I think since uh, the last time I was with Joe in Brooklyn. <laughs> Surprisingly enough. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when you haven't had it in a while, too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's good at any time, but when you haven't had it in a while, it's just, you know, yeah. that's just even, it makes it even better. All right, so listen, we got a lot to jump into. Let's jump, let's start off, let's start off with the suspension talk, and then we'll get into the trades, and then we'll get into the preseason games. So, what's your take on the Elliott suspension? Well, obviously, man, they would, they, I mean, Dude, he did a, he had to do something that was uh to warrant a six game suspension and uh anytime you put your hand on a woman, I mean, you know, this wasn't a woman just, you know, trying to shake him down for money. This is you know, he did something. Because if the NFL took their time, you know, they investigated, they they're like the FBI when they come to these investigate investigations. They there's no stone stone left unturned and uh very thorough and uh yeah, obviously they found there was no leaking. We didn't hear no information, you know, coming up to it. And I still don't have all the details, but uh, 
you know, obviously he's got anger issues, and uh, you know this is is a big hit. I mean, he loses eight million dollars of uh, from his bonus. It, you know that automatically as soon as you get suspended for, for things like this, he loses eight million dollars, and he's definitely not getting a long term contract because uh, he's going to be in the Le'Veon Bell situation. His next suspension, uh, I was reading a, reading something about it yesterday, is going to be a year, so he's got a. Watch his P's and Q's. You know, he's in trouble. And don't he lose some guarantees over this? Oh, yeah, he lost $8 million. He lost $8 million in guarantees, yeah. And Yeah, and then he loses – I think he loses something else as well out of it. Like, I think future, right? And future salary as well now. Yeah. But like you said, but now it has – now, yeah, and I think now, like, if he – now if he gets hurt of something, I, I read – he gets hurt or something, Dallas could like, and da- let's just say he got serious injury and Dallas decided to cut him, he would lose all future guarantees too now over this. Oh yeah, he loses all your, all your, all your guaranteed money. We've seen the same thing last year with Lane Johnson, the left tackle in uh, Philadelphia. He had a PED suspension. He, he just signed a huge contract. He lost about 20-something million dollars. You lose it all yeah, so yeah. when you had a suspension. And it goes back to tell you that these guys are just stupid. I mean, you got you got everything you got you got everything right. Up, you got everything basically in the palm of your hand here, and, and you screw it up. It's amazing. And you know, Elliot's been warned. He's had his chances, right? He's been warned. You know, and he keeps going out and doing stupid stuff. My only thing is, do you think six games is too much for this, or do you think it's well, right? It's if, what you it should be. if you if you fail a drug test and you get four games and you and, it, and if you lay lay your hands on a woman and you only get six, to me it's not enough. To me it should be something like eight. If you just look at the two, failing a drug test and uh, you know, you know, and abusing your girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> either either the drug yeah. suspension's too, too too long or the or, or you know, for this off the field stuff is is too short. I mean, it's one or the other. Yeah, then you look at a guy like uh, Ray Rice, who you know punched his girlfriend on camera, and he got two games, right? So it's like, but I think things have changed since then. Like they're really now really more buckling down on this stuff now, trying you know trying to stop it because it seems like it's getting out of control now. Like it's pretty much. To the point where, like, it's now all these players are doing stupid stuff. Well, yeah, the the, the Ray Rice thing was uh, a lot of public pressure, which led to the you know the the more the more uh, lengthy suspensions for for these off the field uh, infractions. And uh, you know, the, the Ray Rice is really the first one, so they gave him two, and then you know it basically ended his that basically ended his career anyway. And you know, genie's out of the bottle. Once you know, once they, the public pressure gets to you, and and you know, and you get you know, you get a uh, you know, and, and and then you get fans, you know, boycotting, and you know, and all these other things, you know, and you um, you know, you got no choice because if you know, you if 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 your if your if your uh, audience wants, you know, is putting pressure on you, you know, the audience, without an audience, you know, it's nothing. So. You know, well, you have to. You have to. The NFL felt a lot of pressure, and Goodell especially uh, felt a lot of pressure to, you know, to, to ratchet up these suspensions for these off the field issues. 
So now looking at it from Elliot, so Elliot plans on fighting this. Obviously, he's appealing it. He said he'll take this to court and all that. I mean, it wouldn't shock me if this got reduced to four games at some point. But I hope. Right? Would that shock you if it got reduced? Well, you know what's not going to shock me either if he doesn't miss a game this year because I can see him pulling a, a Tom Brady and taking this to court and, you know, and extending it, and then he's going to end up losing the the games next year, like like what happened with Brady when, you know, they caught Brady cheating. Yeah, well, that's what they're saying, like you said. It, I mean, it's possible if he takes it to court, he can get a lesser ban this year or postpone a suspension for the entire season until the following year, like you just said, so... You know, that's that's something I guess we got to watch. But obviously, Elliot's going to fight it. Jerry Jones is pissed off. Everybody's pissed off. Of course, they're going to be pissed off. They just want to start and run him back. And uh, yeah, I was looking on the field for Dallas. And, you know, with the six games without him, with that offensive line with Morris or Mc, and McFadden, do you think Dallas could still hold the fort down until he came back? If, he, if it is six games, if it's basic yeah, games? I, I, I... I thought that Dallas was going to take a step back before the suspension, and you know, with the suspension, you know, listen, I, I, they got they got some good they got some good guys in that stable. They have, you know, they have uh, the guy who used to play for uh, the Redskins. They have McFadden, Morris, yeah. uh, Eddie Hillman. So you know what? They have some decent role players they could plug in there. You know, you know. Plus, what we hear about is this vaunted offensive line. Well, you know, we'll we'll see how good they are. Whether, you know, it's, you know, we'll see how good they are. I think they'll be competitive, you know. Uh, but, you know, I, I saw them taking a step back, a little bit of a step back, still probably p- pushing for the playoffs. But, you know, they, they, it's not going to – I didn't think it was going to be look as easy as it was last year. So, you know, and adversity, we'll see, you know, next man up. You know, if that's the case, you know, next man up, then we'll, you know – We'll see. You know, it's not always the name. You know, you could use a different player for each. Uh, you could feature a different running back for each game, you know, depending on uh, on the style of defense you're playing. Yeah. No, you're right. So, like like you said, if his vaunted offensive line is as good as it is, they should still be able to run the ball. I, I think the key is going to be the spot take a step back. Yeah, let's face it. It's a passing league anyway. I mean – you know, very rare do we see teams, you know, running the ball, you know, uh, four yards in a cloud of dust anymore. This is all uh, spread you out, you know, uh, spread offenses. I mean, yeah, he was a, you know, he was a huge impact last year. But, uh, you know, there's more than one ways, you know, there's more than one way you can win a game here. You know, they, they could spread it out. They could throw it to, to Beasley, Bryant, you know, Williams, you know. They have, they have the other kid they brought in, Switz, I think is going to be a – you know, uh, he's going to be a really good uh, slot guy, another good slot guy. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, you, you you don't have to run the ball. I mean, obviously, he's a huge part of his offense last year, both, you know, running the ball and, you know, catching the ball and, you know, and scoring touchdowns. But, uh, you know, I think I think they can hold up. I, uh, you know, I don't think it's, uh, you know, I don't think this is a crip. It's you not, know, the, it's it's not be, the end of the world. Down. Not the end. Yeah, in a passing week. Yeah. Anyway, that, that brings me to my next thing. What do you think of his trades from yesterday that the Rams, the Bills, and the Eagles made? Well, I think it makes sense. I think 
I think I think the you know the the Rams needed an explosive player and they they got one and I actually think that uh, Jordan Matthews uh, fits the Buffalo style more than Watkins especially in bad weather he's I think there are things he does better than Watkins like he's a crisper runner route runner you know he's uh, he's obviously not explosive as explosive and you know what he's more durable so I I think you know with the bad weather you know you want to you, you want a guy that uh. You know that 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 runs Chris Browns. That your quarterback knows where he is. You know, and he, you know, and I think it fits the Bills, and I think it fits the Rams, the LA Rams. But if you look at the Bills, so now next year they got two ones, two twos, and two threes, right? So they're set up for the draft. So the Eagles got Ronald Darby, a nice corner out of the deal. So you can see why the Eagles did it. And uh, you know they traded Matthews, obviously, in the third round that it got it done. And uh, Obviously, like you said, Watkins gives the Rams a big play, big play threat, takes some pressure off Gurley, and uh, you know we'll see. Now we'll see what Goff can do. Now Goff, I mean, now he's got the running back, he's got a receiver, he's got Devon Austin in the slot as well. You know, so you know if Goff's going to take that step, this is you know now he's got talent, the talent around him. He should be able to do something with, right? Yeah, yeah. Only thing is, is his offensive line is a little porous, but you know what? I think uh, I, you know, I like Goff's talent. I think he could, uh, you know, I think he, I think he's going to take a big, not a, not a small step, a big step forward this year, you know. And now he's got some toys to play with. And the Bills, obviously, we knew they weren't keeping. Watkins wasn't staying long term here, you know. By them declining that option, they, they pretty much signaled that they didn't have plans for Watkins to be in their long term future at this point. Yeah, new 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 regime, new general manager, new coaching staff. You know, they want their own players. And the thing, I'm sorry. And the thing that underlooked is, uh, is, you know, Gaines is a pretty good player. You know, and and and, you know, and Darby's going to make the make Philadelphia defense a little better, which was a little bit of a question mark coming into the season too. So, you know, I think uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for both team for all teams involved. Everybody really got – so you think it's a win for everybody, this trade, pretty much. Everybody got themselves a little better in this deal. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's interesting to see if uh, – I, I heard the Rams are already looking to lock down. They're already looking to sign uh, Watkins to an extension, so if they can get that done, that even makes it better that, for them. That would be definitely be smart, and – uh. The only thing I question about these trades is why now? Why not a, 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 on draft? A, you know, on draft day. You know, you know, you get the guys in the OTAs during the off season. But you know, whatever. I guess uh, you know, salary cap wise, and maybe they wanted to do the draft, and maybe Buffalo wanted the picks in this year's draft, and not you know, you know, in last year's draft. So that's the only thing I question is the timing. And this is just a rough time because right now you just seeing players are dropping like flies around the league. Injuries are just mounting around the league here. You know, yeah. it's just you, you got to worry. You don't know if anybody who's going next. It's, it's just you know, obviously I seen I already seen Tannehill go. I seen now McMillan, our starting rookie middle linebacker, go on special teams on a punt return. I mean, so you know, it, it's. The injuries are scary at this point. You just never know who's gonna who's going down next at this point. Guys are tearing their ACLs like like every time you turn, 
Now, yesterday, too, Denver lost. Eric Wolf got carted off as well to Denver. So just another, these guys are just going one by one at this point. And that's why the preseason's too long, wouldn't you say? Like, it's really time to shorten the preseason here. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, we've all been saying that for years, but that's not going to happen. The NFL is just uh, too greedy. You know, they want those games. What do you, what do you think of Bolden to Buffalo? Anquan? Yeah. Oh, he signed? Yeah, he signed with the Bills. No. <laughs> Breaking news. Here we go. Uh, yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good move. Yeah, definitely a good move. I mean, he's a little bit yeah, like Jordan nice Matthews. Yeah, nice veteran. You know, he's a little, you know, he's a great, great route runner. He's going to be a, definitely going to be a red zone uh, presence. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great move. Another toy for, uh, for, uh, Taylor to play with. They got, you know, they have a decent offensive line too. You know, you know, their offensive line is pretty good. And, you know, they got two, two they got a uh, McCoy, a feature back. And I also like Jonathan Williams too, their backup. So, yeah, they, they you know, they got some pieces there. So another thing, another break in news. So, you know, after missing another field goal and an extra point yesterday, the Bucks have released a kicker. They just released the kicker, Aguayo. I was I was coming on the show ready to say that they were going to release that they should release him and they beat yeah, me they to did it just now. Yeah, yeah I was and, reading and, that he, uh, he missed the correct report. Adam point. Scheffler broke it just now. Okay. So, oh, so second round pick on a kicker. And, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it looked bad from <laughs> the moment it happened, and it looks even worse now, right? So <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a good thing Tampa Bay has a, good, a lot of good young players, you know that 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 really should they should be able to march forward without them. So looking now, just looking at preseason from the weekend, uh, you know, we got here we got uh, a lot of the rookies look good, right? Trubisky looked good against the good. Yeah. And then you have uh, also Houston's running back Foreman looked pretty good too. You know, and it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to judge it because you know you are, you know you are, you know you you playing against second and third team guys and guys trying to make the team. You know some of these players, but you know what? It's always better to look good, you know, against uh, third stringers than to go out there and suck. So you know, yeah, Fournette, Fournette obviously Cook looked good, Mixon looked good yesterday. Right, so all these young running backs are looking good. I mean, like you said, it's early, but, you know, you want to see them get off to good starts, right? You'd rather see the good start than the bad start, right? Yes. And then you have, and then you have some of these young linemen like uh, Burnett, Barnett from the Eagles, who we both loved, you know, two sacks in his first game. T.J. Watt with two sacks. He got these young players already, uh, you know, jumping out quick, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, uh, Especially T.J. Watt. I mean, I, I saw his first sack, which, you know, it's going to go against Eric Flowers, you know. If you didn't watch the game, you're going to be like, oh, wow, Flowers gave another couple more sacks. But uh, the first the first sack he got was really wasn't Flowers' fault at all. He, uh, the quarterback was moving up in the pocket, and uh, Watt was there to clean up the, the laundry. So, it, you know, it really doesn't go as a strike against uh, Eric Flowers. So, I mean. You know, if for your job, well, I'm not too happy with Flowers. That his techniques haven't improved, and he's 
I heard they're not too happy with him right now. But that's on them because they're the ones who didn't address the issue. So if it don't work out, if he don't take a step forward this year, that's on the Giants. You know, oh, yeah. they didn't they didn't address the issue. So I know Doodoo Brown, our man Doodoo Brown was at the Giant game last night. I thought he was. I was going to text him and ask him how it felt to sit in the rain and watch a, watch a preseason game, but I didn't want to <laughs> the knife and, too, and twist it too much. But uh, yeah, hmm. and uh, yeah, so that that happened. You know, obviously today the Jets, right? The Jets played today. Yeah, they played played Tennessee. Still waiting to see my Raiders. I mean, some teams have played two games already, and the Raiders haven't even played. Raiders play at ten o'clock, right, against the Cardinals. Is that game on? Uh... NFL Network tonight? Unfortunately not. I'll be uh, I'll be the one staying up at one o'clock because they're gonna play it at one o'clock. Oh, okay. Which is good. Which is good. I hate when they put a game on and then they they go to it they go to a game you know they go to the Raiders and and, and it's joining they join in progress and I I've already missed the first team players playing and wh- why do you even bother putting it on? You should tape the light. It. Silly. And, and Deshaun. Deshaun, uh, look, just looking at uh, other quarterbacks, Deshaun Watson looked pretty good. Do you think Deshaun Watson would take, will eventually be the starter there this year, or do you think it'll be another year or so before he takes over in Houston? Well, probably at some point. You know, you never know with injuries too. You know, you know, Savage. Gets, it's not like Savage is, you know, is, uh, you know, is, uh, has been a starter in, in this league for four years, five years, and he has a resume. So. You know, if he looks shaky, I could see them putting Watson in. But I, I would think he'll be the full-time starter probably by uh, midseason, you know, depending, you know, unless uh, Savage likes the world. If I actually think, think Savage has some talent. I like to – thought he was pretty decent in college. But, uh, you know, you never know how that's going to translate in the NFL. But, yeah, I would – you know, I would think if Savage, you know, is you know is, is, is a light in the world on fire, you know, you'll, you'll see him by – Week six to week eight, Watson as a starter, and and you know what, Kaiser can put up all the numbers he wants. I still think he sucks. So, oh, Kaiser, yeah, they're on Cleveland, yeah, yeah. And then they have uh, Mahomes. Mahomes didn't look bad either yesterday, right? I didn't. I, I know he he got a forty yard pass on his first pass attempt, but I, I haven't. I didn't see any of the game. But well, yeah, he just looked nine. He was seven for nine for forty nine yards. So I guess the rest of his passes were short, you know, short passes or whatever. Geez, you you throw for forty yards on your first pass and you end up with forty nine on your next uh <laughs> you get eight I'm yards sh- on a, nine yards on the next six completions. It was it yeah. must have, there had to be like a, there had to be a big negative play mixed in there at some point, I would think. Yeah, you would think so. But uh, yeah, I, I want to, you know, I'm actually going to to watch the, the replay of that game. I think it's coming on later on today. I wanted to pack a little bit of my homes and uh, you know, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I want to see the a little bit of what the 49ers got uh, you know, coming up too. Uh, how their squad looks. So right now they're replaying the Denver Chicago game on uh, NFL <laughs> Network. For the eighth time, so yeah, I'm gonna pass that. And Trubisky really, he did look good, and Glenn looks horrible. Although they're saying Glennon's still their starter right now, which he probably will be, but obviously 
it's just a matter of time before Trubisky takes over there. Oh yeah, that you know what that spells? That that spells to me Jim Fox is going to be someone's defensive coordinator in by, by in next year in two thousand and eight yeah. season. That's all that tells me is what's going when you see that going on. And now you can start all the hype, the Garoppolo hype back again as he goes 22 for 28 for 230-something yards and two TDs in his first game. So it's it's prime for – that has all the makings of a New England mugging coming up that one. Belichick's going to completely mug somebody for him at some point. You can just see it happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, I mean, they're gonna have to make a decision after before this year's you know, after this season because his contract's up. They're gonna either have to sign him to a long term deal, franchise him, or trade him. So, you know, like you said, he has all the earmarks of a of a Bill, another New England Patriots mugging on some some poor squad. Hopefully, it'll be a team like Denver. Yeah. And Brock, Brock Eisweiler looks pretty good for uh, Cleveland, too, in his limited action. So I guess, you know, he's going to definitely start the season as the quarterback in Cleveland. And like you said, yeah, Kaiser, who, you know, Kaiser's is back now, and we'll see what, ha- you know, see what, what, what happens with that. But right now, Eisweiler's obviously the guy there. What do you think of Cam Newton? Is Cam Newton going to be healthy for the season, start of the season, you think? I mean, yeah, I would think so. I mean, all of him not playing right now, you know what? It's uh, if you watched him play last year, he was a shell because you know he had a, you know, he had an injury in his shoulder, and uh, you know, it's just you know, you don't want your uh, you know, a franchise player, you know, you know, one of the, one of the, you know, the league's uh, best players, you know, you don't want to expose him, you know, to a, any hits. You know, in the preseason, there's a guy who takes a beating during the regular season. So, yeah, you know, you know, Cam Newton knows the offense. You know what he can do. You can pencil him in, pencil him in, pencil in all his numbers. And, you know, no reason to expose him like that during the preseason. I'd probably, you'll probably see some snaps, you know, probably very limited snaps during the preseason. But, you know, I don't think it's anything to, um, you know, it's anything to panic about if you're a Carolina Panther fan. Yeah, I mean, unless he starts throwing and he starts grabbing his arm again, I think they're fine there. And what do you think? What do you think the Jet fans they got to look? You know, obviously losing their wide receiver for the season now, their best player pretty much for the season. And uh, so, what do you think of uh, like quarterback wise? I mean, Hackenberg. What do you what do you think? You know, are we going to see a lot of Hackenberg, or what are we going to see with the Jets here? Well, yeah, you know, you're probably looking at Hackenberg, uh, some Petty, you know. I don't know. I, 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 would go, I would start the season with Petty, you know, simply because he's got a little more experience, you know. And, uh, you know, he didn't look great last year during the games, but, you know, who, who on the Jets looked good last year besides uh, Bilal Powell and, uh, you know, Forte the first half of the season? Nobody on that offense looked good. So, you know. You know, we'll see what the Jets bring. You know, tonight. You know, we haven't we haven't seen them on uh see them play yet. But uh, yeah, I think you'll look for for a decent uh quarterback battle between Petty and uh, Hackenberg. You know what? May the best man win because uh they're only holding a clipboard for uh, for one year until uh you know so hopefully the Jets get a, 
and here, hopefully the Jets get a chance to make a, you know, get one of these franchise quarterbacks in this draft. And, and uh, the the Giants, the Geno Smith arrow began yesterday. <laughs> it looked good. Yeah, he did. He looked good, Geno Smith, right? It definitely looked better than uh, Johnson. If you, you you know if you're looking at a ba- you know a battle for the backup position, but uh, yeah, uh, you know if uh, Flowers doesn't get his act together, we may be seeing a little bit of Geno Smith this season. That's true. And then you have uh, obviously the Jets players. Some of them still taking shots at Brandon Marshall, saying you know what kind of you know cancer in the locker room he was. Do you, do you foresee it being an issue with the Giants? Do you think the Giants could keep control of the situation like that just because they were a veteran team with a veteran coaching staff? And, you know, can the Giants keep Marshall? Marshall's usually good his first year with a team. It's usually the second year where he becomes a headache. Yeah, you know, that's on the field. I mean, I don't know about off the field. You know, he's probably, you know, if he's a jerk everywhere he's been, he's probably going to be a jerk for the Giants too, you know. Guys don't change at the age. Once you once you pass your thirties, you know you, you don't really change. You're the same person. And do you think if he starts stealing some targets from Beckham, it becomes an issue? Like does Beckham start complaining? Obviously, Beckham's gonna I mean, be looking for a big contract. So is, is he gonna feel if he gets some less targets, it's gonna cost him some money? What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he's gonna, Beckham got to figure he's gonna get paid anyway, you know. But uh, you know what? These guys, some of these, you know. These guys that aren't clean off the field that you don't you know you don't know where they where they stand you know minute by minute you know you never know, but you know it also matters if the Giants are winning games. I mean if they they're winning and he you know when he gets maybe three or four less targets in a game, you know maybe he you know he's probably not going to keep his mouth shut. But if they're losing games and he's still getting, you know he's still not getting the red zone targets and he's still not getting those uh. You know those those uh, those those long uh, streaks down the sideline. You know those those long pass attempts. You know it, it could be an issue. You, you never you know you you don't know where this guy stands from minute to minute, basically. Yeah, that's where the headaches start, right? So that's what I say. Give me a clean player like Mike Evans. I'll take a clean player like Mike Evans every day of the week over a Beckham. Of course, you know he's just clean. Mm-hmm. Just goes out there. No, you don't hear. No headache. No headache. I was talking with Alan before about uh, Bell. Obviously, Pittsburgh's upset that he's not reported to camp. And uh, you know, there's something there that they, you know, obviously they clearly don't trust him to give him these long-term deals. Great as he is, they just don't want to give him this long-term contract. You can't get a guy who's been busted and suspended already twice, you know, and, and I guess he's had a six-year career. You just can't give these guys long-term contract. It's, it's, I mean, they'd love to pay him. <clears throat> they'll give him a big number, you know. They'll, they'll give him the most money per season, but they're not going to give him the guarantees that he's looking for. Yeah. And you can't blame him, I guess, right, either. Right, because, you know, like Alan was saying, like he's hanging out with Snoop Dogg now, like, you know, so. No, really? He hangs out with Snoop Dogg, so if he's with Snoop Dogg, you know he's smoking something. <laughs> you know that. Hopefully he's, uh, he's, hopefully he takes a trip to GNC before they, uh, you know, and 
and drinks that uh that that nice tea that cleans you that cleans you out before he takes any drug tests. <laughs> Snoop Dogg is a dog. Yeah. So I mean, anything else you got here that you're looking at in the NFL right now? It's, you know, obviously it's only one weekend, so we still have a, you know a few weeks to go before the season and everything. Anything else jumping out at you right now? Well, I didn't mention it last week, but, uh, you know, the Gary Connolly situation was uh, cleared up. You know, he's got nothing, you know, nothing against him. He's been cleared of all charges. Good job by Reggie McKenzie. Hopefully he'll, hopefully he'll be a steal in this draft. And, uh, you know, the Raiders, I've been screaming yeah. for the Raiders to take a cornerback the last couple of seasons. And, they, you know, hopefully this is the guy. Yeah, no, yeah. I was going to say the Raekwon McMillan McMillan injury made me sick too because he's going to miss the year and uh, he's a guy I like coming into the draft. I thought he was going to show a lot. That's tough. I mean, the guy was going to be the starting middle linebacker, you know, and now you know he was pulling the plays. I mean, twenty years old, he was pulling the plays, and now on a punt return, he never even got to see the field on freaking. But, like, I was talking with Alan about this. Like, it's not uncommon for a rookie to be on special teams, though, right? Like, so you, t- you can't really be take too upset that they – why was he on – because a lot of people are like, why is he on special teams? But it's not uncommon for a rookie to be on special teams here, right? Absolutely not. It's not like this guy's been in the league for, you know, he's an eight-year veteran, you know, and he's got four, four, four old pros under his name. You know, this guy still wants to show – you know the coaches still want to make you earn your earn you know earn your playing time, and uh, you know it, it could have easily has happened in a in a practice drill. You know I saw the injury. Actually, I I flipped on the game, and that was what I saw. I I saw because I, I wasn't sure what number he was. I saw a fifty-two. I was like, oh, I hope that wasn't McMillan. Sure enough, it was McMillan, and uh, you know you got to feel for the guy. But you know what, you, you know. Injuries happen, you know. It could have very easily happened in a, you know, in a practice or in a drill. So you really can't second guess the coaches, you know, and how they use their players. Yeah, and, and you know, it got hurt on a freak play, like you said. I mean, he got pushed into by, uh, he got pushed into by one of his own teammates, pushed him in the pile, and he just bent awkwardly. So. You know, I mean, that's a running play where you see at the end of a running play a guy gets pushed into a pile and you know, and his leg bends you know awkwardly. So you know what? It's you know, you, it's 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 football. It's NFL football. You know, these injuries happen, unfortunately. You know, and you know, you never want to say good timing, but it's always better for it to happen now. So by next year, you're fully healthy, right? And at 20 years old, he still has you know a long career ahead of him. So. You know, and Tannehill finally decided to get the surgery as well, so he's on injury reserve now too. Yeah, that was good so. to see. You know, not he's on injury reserve, just that he gets the knee cleaned up. You know, he start rehabbing it. You know, and by by the time by the time camp opens next year, he should be a hundred percent or as close to it yeah. as he can be. But they said because people also say, why didn't he get the surgery last year? But even if he got the surgery last year, they're saying he probably wouldn't have been back until October, November this year anyway. He wouldn't have been ready to start the season because it happened in January. So he wouldn't have been ready to, you know, it happened in late December, but he wouldn't have been ready to uh, to come back right to start the season anyway. So I guess that's why he tried to rehab it and hope to start the season. But 
you know, they, I think they were fortunate. Obviously, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but to get a guy like Cutler, I think they were pretty fortunate to, to be able to sign a veteran like that to at least step in for this year for them. Because he already knows the system and stuff. And we'll see. We'll see what he can do. He's got weapons to work with, so we'll see. Sure, most teams they lose a they lose a starting quarterback. You know, their season's wrecked. You know, you know. I, I mean, Jay Cutler isn't gonna. You know, you know, he's, he's not Jim Kelly. He's none of these great quarterbacks. But you know what? He's a good quarterback. He's got a good arm. You know, he's had he's had some success with Gaze. He knows his he knows his system. You know, he could do much much worse than uh, than Jay Cutler. Yeah, like Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> well, he's done. I mean, he's never playing in the yeah. NFL. If he wants to play football, he's going to have to go to Europe or uh, Arena League. Yeah. So what did he ever do? Uh, what did he ever do? Was opt out, right? I mean, that was his worst decision he ever Yeah, let all these moron snowflakes, uh, uh, you know, you know, not not go, you know, protest the NFL because all they are snowflakes and they are they are an NFL fans anyway. So yeah, they were protesting in New York by the NFL offices. Yeah, let. Let them. That, that's the snowflake way. We'll protest and we'll, we'll, we'll uh, you know, we'll try to put pressure on all your. Uh, we don't. Advertisers. We don't like violence. Yeah, we don't. We don't like violence, but let's cause violence anyway. So. Yeah. Sometimes I wish I was eighteen years eighteen years old again, so I can go beat the crap at some of these snowflakes, and you know, I'm <laughs> not old anymore. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that's pretty much the NFL for this week. We'll, you know, we'll talk more next week. I wanted to ask, you know, on a different subject, because I haven't talked, you know, we haven't spoken, you know, because football season is over and everything, but what do you see, how you feel about your Lakers and the Lonzo Ball pick and all that? Are you happy with all that? Well, originally I didn't want them to take him because his father's a jerk, and you know what, I just just wanted to punish him. But uh, you know what, they did, the, the comparisons were of Jason Kidd, you know, and, he, you know, he did look, that way in college, you know, and uh, I don't know. He looks like he's going to be one of those players that are good for team chemistry. That you know is more willing to give the ball up. You know, you just gotta. I'm just trying to concentrate on the player and not the, you know what surrounds the player. His father's basically a glorified pimp. That's that's what his father is. He's pimp pimping his his sons. That's all. That's all he is. Yeah, yeah. He's just trying to sell his product and make money off of them. Yeah, he's, he's living his that's... reality through his kid that he was never. I mean, the guy comes out and says he yeah. could beat Michael Jordan. He's an idiot. In his dreams, Michael Jordan, like Michael Jordan, like Mr. Jordan said, he'd beat him with one, with with one hand tied behind his back. Yeah, yeah Michael Jordan, what a moron! But <clears throat> like you said about the player ball, you know, he showed, you know, he definitely has a great feel for the game. He's a great passer. His shot's a little awkward. You know, his outside shot, but he's listen. He's got a great feel for the game. He, he great passer. I mean, you can't nobody can say anything about his passing. I mean, he looked really good in the summer league as well. So yeah, and, listen. De- and defensively too, he looks pretty decent. So you know, this was a real good year for point guards. This draft, some, some yeah, good point guards. Right. I'm still trying to figure out why the Knicks passed on Dennis Smith to take the guy from France. They're gonna regret that one. Mm-hmm. And the guy too from Kentucky wasn't the the guy from Kentucky? I don't. No, he name, went. Uh, oh no, no, he, oh, Fox. Yeah, Fox. Fox. Yeah. yeah. They're both gonna yeah, be playing. He went, playing to, better he went players. to Sacramento. Yeah, they're both gonna be better players than this 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 French guy. And supposedly, uh, Melo to Houston trade talks are back on. 
And what do you think about your man Chris Paul going to Houston? I know you're a big Paul fan. I think Houston's going to be a, 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 a one-year one year tryout, and then he'll be with the Lakers next year. Paul, yeah, you think he ends up on the Lakers? Nah, maybe not. They got Ball. I mean, not yeah. that I'm going to... I'm not gonna, you know, compare Ball to any any. No, young, Lakers, Lakers are gonna oh. get LeBron next year. That's what they're gonna get. Oh really? Oh. That's the rumor. A, LeBron I'll, could be a, LeBron could sign with the Lakers next year. That's the rumor. Yeah, I heard that's what started all this Kyrie Irving stuff when he said when when he, they were talking about that. Hey, listen, I'll be as, as you know, and I don't despise LeBron, but I just think Kobe Bryant's, you know. A, Better player than him, you know, and so I root against them all the time. And you know whether, and I, I just wanted Kobe to, you know, end up with more championships than him, which he's probably going to do. But yeah, I think I love how all these fanboys they, they just stick LeBron like like LeBron's uh, this 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 uh, is like you don't even have to think about it. Like LeBron's a better player than Kobe, which is definitely not true. Even Michael Jordan said it. And uh, you know, watch LeBron if LeBron comes to the Lakers, you know, I'll be a fanboy. Yeah, they can jump on the pick. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Where does Kyrie, where does Kyrie end up? You think? That's a good question. Uh, you know, this is all after all these moves are made, so a lot of teams are capped out. You know, because I'm sure he was going to want a, a big, a big extension. I'm not sure what his contract situation. Well, well, you know what? We'll throw him on Golden State too. You know, that's true. You know, I'll tell you, they got to be upset, Cleveland, because I bet you if this happened early, like before July 1st, they probably would have traded them to the Clippers and got Paul to play with LeBron. I bet you that would have happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And then Carmelo would have been begging to go to Cleveland. Well, Carmelo's a beggar anyway. He's a, he want, what do you want to hang on? What does he want to be like Mitch Richmond to get his one championship, where, you know, at the end of his career? Coming off the bench. No disrespect yeah. to Mitch Richmond, obviously. But that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, well, should happen with the legs. <laughs> All right, Pete. Thanks for calling, as always. And uh, right, you know, man, we'll, continue, we'll, we'll continue next week with some more football. Sounds good. And I'll see you Tuesday for the Godfathers. Oh, I'm hungry already. Definitely. I'll call you tomorrow, though, and we'll plan it out, the timing and everything. I'll speak to Joe and stuff. All right, man. Sounds good to me. All right, man. Speak to you later. Thanks for calling. You're welcome. Bye. Football analyst, PDB, calling in, doing a great job as always. Got felt back. You know it's back when you hear the big – you hear the music, you hear his music, you hear the game, and you hear the NFL music. You know he's back. So great to have him back. Great to have football coming back. And uh, hopefully the injuries don't get too bad uh, the rest of the year. So we got about, I think, a little less than 15 minutes left, and we got one more caller. When you hear that music, it can only mean one person is coming on, and that's the natural himself, Padman. What's going on? Good morning. 
Well, good afternoon. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon now. Little, What's going on? A little, little, little late this morning. I didn't get to hear much, but uh, I heard uh, Big A called in, Dr. A and uh, Sally V. The PD days. I was PD days doing the football. And, and uh, uh, I listened to the old school football Dr. A segment. Was on it was actually pretty good. Well, I'm glad. You liked it. Yeah, Dr. A was on. We did some football. We did, obviously, a lot of matches with Dr. A, too. Talking about the Bruce trade and talking about, you know, Rosario and Smith and stuff like that. Well, I mean, I don't even want to – I mean, I think we spoke already and it's been talked about in the media, the Bruce trade. I don't don't, don't know if it's – you know, if there's much more to say about it, I don't – you know, I I think everybody's in agreement they didn't get as much as they should have for for him. But but they didn't let – you know, on the other hand, they didn't let him walk away like they did with – Jose Reyes, right? Uh, uh, a bunch of years ago. So and I guess they got some value. Uh, one in compensation, and two as a you know high, high prospect pick. Not high, I should say low. Um, well, they got a thirtieth exactly round pick for them. Yeah, yeah, not exactly what I was looking for, but you, you just never know, you know. And, and I actually like Bruce. He just it was a must giveaway. You really, you really couldn't use him next year. So to me, you know. Uh, you know, it's almost like the other teams probably knew that he was devalued on the Mets because they couldn't use him next year. The, you know, thirty first deadline passed, so his value probably dropped quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing that there was just no market for hitting this year. There's just there's really no market for hitting right now. Well, I also think I, I also think too, and I don't know what you you think, but. I mean, because the ball's flying out of the ballpark at a at a historic rate, I mean, his 30 home runs probably doesn't account to 30 home runs five years ago. You know, probably accounts to maybe 22 home runs, if you know what I mean. It, the, 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 the average or, or, the, or the, the scale kind of slipped down a little bit this year because you know, there's so many home runs. So well, even when you look at when we got him last year, I mean, there wasn't a big market for him when we got him. So, and last year he led the league in home runs when we got him. He was the league leader in home runs, right? Exactly. So old timers like us have been watching baseball for 35 years. 30 home runs is a great mark, especially when you're talking about beginning of August or, or the first half of August. I mean, he, he has a, a very good shot at hitting 35, 36, 37 home runs, really, this year and probably yeah. will. So, so when you think about that in terms of what we know in our lifetime, that's really good. But when you you're padded up in the league, you know, there's a lot of guys approaching 30 home runs. You know, and, and there's a lot of guys that hit, you know, 15 home runs years previous or average 15 home runs are hitting 25. So, you know, when you think about it that way, I think the long ball, and that's basically what he brings to the table, Although I think he's good in the clubhouse, and I think he's he's not as bad as I thought defensively. I think he's confident, and and he he seems like he gives effort. But but his his big ticket is his power, and I think it's devalued this year because of just what's happening in baseball. Yeah, no, you're right. So what do you think of uh, what do you what do you think? What's your early take on Rosario after the first week? I like him. I, he reminds me. I say the truth. It's hard not to not to get feelings of Jose Reyes, uh, you know, 15 years ago or whatever uh, years ago. It's hard not to, right? He, he kind of looks like him. His personality, 
seems he seems very energetic and 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 seems like he loves to play the game. Or at least that's how it comes across. His range is fantastic. He has a quick bat. He's fast. Maybe not as fast as Reyes in his time, but he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. Um, he brings a great dimension to the Mets, and you know, if he's our shortstop for the next. Or, or for the near future, I think it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's a step forward, that's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, some guys, like I said last week on the show, I'll say it again, some guys just look, they have the it factor, and he has it. You can just tell. He is, and he's a happy guy playing a game. You know, I haven't really watched a Met game, really watched one in a while, like I'll have to shove it or whatever because they're out, but I wanted to see uh, – Dominic Smith, that I wanted to see him last night, so I watched a little bit of it. And and I tell you, they're, they're pretty, it, 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 even though the game is basically meaningless, I kind of enjoyed watching him play. Well, it was nice when Smith got his first hit. I mean, who was the first guy over to him? So, uh, congratulations, Rosario, right? Jumping on top yes, of him. Yes, I've seen that. You know? And I say, you know who, who Rosario, not Rosario, who Dominic Smith reminds me of? Uh, build wise, French Fielder. A very young, a very young. The guy who used to play third base for San Francisco, uh, the Panda. Oh, Pablo Sandoval. He reminds me of him a little bit. He's a little bit on the heavy side, and, and he and he, he looks like he, he carries it well, um, really well. Um, I don't know what that translates to when he gets older. A lot of these guys can carry it their whole career. A lot of these guys break down because of their size. But he reminded me of a guy that really liked to play the game once again. He all smiles. I love the, you know, after he got his first hit, the, the picture of his family or the, or the, or the you know, the, his mom and maybe his brother. I don't know who was there. I didn't really get the whole thing. I had to, you know, but, but it, it's nice to see. It's really nice to see in a long time coming. It probably should have happened two months ago. I agree. Like Alan was saying earlier that, you know, when the Mets were struggling earlier in the year and they were still in the race and, and Cabrera went down, you see that it's really inexplic- inexcusable that they didn't call Rosario up back then. You know, well, you had your I best – he's clearly their best I, infielder right now, and you didn't. You, you could have called him up to help your team, you know. Um, I agree, but I think the writing was on the wall and we weren't going anywhere. The minute – I mean, to me, if you had to stick a pin in it, you'd probably – Stick the pin in when when Harvey and Syndergaard went down close to around the same time. Um, yeah, that, well, Syndergaard that, especially that, that, when, when Syndergaard got hurt, you pretty much knew your season was in trouble. And also, and also to tell you the truth, the circumstances where where he he uh, hurt his shoulder, where you know he, he didn't want to go for the Amara, they wanted to go for him. I mean, it just it, it, it almost had that 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 underlying tone of this is not our year. You know, the, the players are playing games, um, the organization's playing games. It just didn't, you know, it, it just didn't have a good tone. I, you know, at that point I was, you know, you know, I, I, I'm trying to be a positive fan, but, but it, it was tough at that point when you lose those two guys. And I think Cespedes got hurt right, right after that or right before that as well. So, you know, we, we have to look going forward. They have a lot of holes to fill. You know, we can talk all off season and the rest of this season about it. Um, you know, it, it, there's a lot of problems with the Metropolitans, that, and I don't know if they can fix it in one year. I don't know. Plus, you need 
a pitching staff that can't stay healthy to stay healthy. Well, that's the thing is they're going to throw all their eggs into next year, and are they going to sign play? Are they going to put this money back into the team that's coming off the books? I'm not so confident. Well, that's, 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 that's a good question, and I say the truth, and I'm not, you know, I don't have a hate for these guys like, like some people I know do, but I definitely think it's a bad sign when when the deal they gave Bruce away for was really for uh, to, to, to recoup $4.5 million of his salary. That's probably a bad sign. In baseball terms, four and a half million dollars is nothing. You, you you can't buy a secondary player for four and a half million dollars. So if you're making decisions based on money, um, probably a bad sign. Um, but you really don't know that because I think the the Will Pond as well as Sandy Alderson, you know, gave up on this season two weeks, two three weeks ago as they should have. Um, so so you don't know, you know, where, where their motivation comes from. That's the thing is you don't you never know what they're thinking at any point, and 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 as a fan, that's the frustrating part, right? So, well, it's so a frustrating if they part come out next year, if, if they come out next year and tell you Travis Darno is your catcher, Lagares is your center fielder, and, and it was Rubio Cabrera is your third baseman, you're not going to be happy, right? I mean, you know what though, and this is and this is what we have to we have to kind of understand too. They're not going to be able to fill all their holes. They're not. I mean, it just doesn't. First of all, it doesn't happen in baseball. It doesn't mean who they're going after they're going to be able to get, right? So, you know, if you look at the positions around and you look at these new guys and assume they're going to be the guys, you got three major regular – three three major um, everyday players, player positions to fill, and that's, you know, center field, catcher, and third base. I mean, that's what you have to do. I think you can have sort of fill-ins that – Second base, and you know you, you you'll be fine rotating some guys around, but 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 you really need to get solid guys in those positions, and to think they can fill all three and plug some people in their bullpen is probably asking too much. So to me, I don't know. With eighty million coming off the books, there's no reason you can't. It's, well, to me, you try to get your best the best player, but the best player you possibly can for two of the positions, and then you deal with what you have on the other one. And to me, um, I think what they, I, I think what they, I would hope would put real solid folks in center field and third base, and they'll probably give us subpar um, folks behind the plate. Because I do, I, I think catching makes a big difference, as in catching and and uh, you know controlling the game. But offensively, you know, catchers traditionally aren't 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 very offensive minded, and 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 I don't think. You know, if you take the fifty the, percent the of the catches in the league, we're not that far off. Yeah, but Tano can't play defense either. Uh, well, that's coming up on that's one. Not, yeah, we're coming up saying, on one. We're coming up on one o'clock. I just want to let everybody know we're going to go a little oh, past one o'clock. So hang in there. Talking with Padman right now. Talking baseball. So yeah, you know, unfortunately, to your point like it's not. It's a right to not have a great offensive catcher, but you want at least a good defensive catcher. And Darno yeah, is so not, not I'm not saying it's going to be Darno. I'm just saying I don't think they're going to get a stud catcher because I don't think that many are out there. But I think I think they can probably get, you know, a, a solid third baseman and, and probably a very good center fielder. And I don't know if that's enough. You look around the league, I don't know if that's enough. you got some, you know, teams that are just, you know, fantastic. You know, look at the I'm team like really the sure. Dodgers. 
You look at teams like the Dodgers and the Nationals, and it goes to show you how far the Mets are you know? from being contenders. And and you yeah. got a lot of teams. You got the, you know, look, you you, you want to be in it without pitching champ. You probably could, but you want to be able to be compete with the Red Sox, with the Yankees, with the Astros, with the with with LA. You know, uh, you know, with Washington. I mean, we're really, really, really far from these teams. I don't know if you could do it in one year. The only thing you could say about it, and this is, you know, and maybe this is the pom-poms coming out, but, you know, if you figure <laughs> all the pitching wo- woes we have this had this year, if we have a recovery of our pitching staff and a healthy pitching staff, and we keep saying if because we always seem to not have one, you know, it's like adding pitches to our staff because we didn't have them this year. So if you figure you're adding a Harvey and you're adding a Syndergaard, you know, and you're adding some of these pieces in, and you actually add a center fielder with a third baseman, you know, you gotta, you know, you really have a completely different look and feel to this Met team next year. But you know, it's like we're redundant. We say this for the last three years: if this, if that, and it never seems to happen, right? Exactly. That's why they're the mad off net. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> well, look, it's it, it's 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 kind of sad that it's like August tenth, and we're already contemplating next year, and it's not even fun to watch games. The last couple of years was kind of fun. September was a fun time, hanging in there with every game, right? Yeah. You know, so but so again, goes to the point year. that we we spoke about earlier. That it's just amazing that this organization can't maintain more than two straight winning seasons. After that, well, they I think it's hard. I, I think it's a lot, lot to do with the uh, the very knowledgeable and well-rounded um, Mr. Mojo, where he says that you know they don't really they they get enough players to be entertaining and to maybe compete, but they don't get the right players to really go over the top and 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 really like make a pitch for it. Like for example. Get another player at third base that is a Cespedes like that. You know, if you get that, then if Cespedes goes down, it's not, you know, it's not praying for offense. You have it. You know, you have two or three superstars on your team, not one. You know, uh, and, and that's what they need to do to be competitive along with this staff needs to kind of get healthy again, you know. Um, and, and I'm actually thinking Harvey might have a good year next year. I think he's going to want to pitch. He's, he's going to have to pitch. And, might be the last year we see him, but in a Met uniform. But you know, I think he's going to perform. I think Syndergaard's going to come out to prove something. I think we, you know, potentially could have a very good year uh, on the bump. Yeah, well, you know, he's going to be motivated playing for a contract too next year. So, absolutely. So we'll see. Absolutely. I mean, all we could do is. All we could do is get through the rest of this year. Listen, you look at you got guys like Rosario, Smith, and Conforto. You got three nice young hitting building blocks right there, and then you know you got Cespedes, the veteran, mixed in there, and then you got to build the rest of your team. I mean, you have to put the right team around them now. Absolutely. All we could do is sit and, and wait it out now and. and Suffer. Absolutely, you know, and, and and unfortunately, that's 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 you know we're we're a, uh, at, you know as a lot of people say we're a small mar- small market minded in a big market um, you know city. 
You know, we, we yep. just we just do enough to be entertaining. And if everything clicks like the last two years, and we go on a run, we could be successful. If not, we're done. I mean, look 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 at the Yankees, and and you know I love the Yankees, but you know they retooled, and and they got a lot to be proud of, and a lot to look forward to in August and September, and they retooled. I mean, it's incredible, right? It's I amazing, mean, they, right? They competed year after year after year, and last night was a great, a fantastic uh, win for them. You know, I, you know, hats off to them. I mean, they hung in there, and, and, and they capitalized on, on some mistakes, and, and they did, you know, fantastic. Not much more to say. It's, so let me ask you a question. So what would be, if you had one position to sell free agency where you can go spend a lot of money, what would you? Where, where would you go? Center field. Center field. If I had one position, one position, center field, or you want to hear something weird? Get a real stud, top, top, top of the line closer. Push AJ down, push Familia down, and you, you just the pitches just have to get to five innings, six innings, and we're done. Yep. Well, you also need more bullpen help, right? Yeah, because we need more bullpen help. So, so to me, center fielder, because I think our defense with Rosario up the middle is real good, but we really need a good defensive center fielder to solidify that. Plus, if we have Flores and Reyes and whoever playing second base, it's going to be a little bit soft on that side. Um, I, I think defense up the middle means a lot, especially if you feel we're going to be in the playoffs. Defense and pitching is everything. You know, with this pitching staff, I think you have a real troller out in the outfield that 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 that, that can really um, take away hits and be a, a positive, uh, a net positive defensively, and maybe half confident offensively. I think it really means a lot. I think once again, I think defense and baseball. Everybody looks at home runs. Everybody looks at offense, especially this year. But but that's been from the beginning of the time. To me, I'm I'm a defensive minded person. I think you know defense wins. You know, offense wins games, defense wins championships, no doubt about it. And, you know, I think we need that. I think we need that center field presence. I really do. We need a person to get in there to, to take control of that outfield. And I think Conforto will be a much more, much more productive player. I think he'll become better defensively settling into position, right? And I think, and obviously, uh, uh, what this face is a fantastic, you know, uh, a Cespedes can be a very competent defensive player as well when he wants to be. Really, I, I think Cespedes' biggest thing has just been hurt all year. I, I think he's clearly not uh, healthy. You know, you, you he had know, a nice bomb hope, yesterday, though. Yeah, you hope that, well, that's, look, if you, if you feel – if you feel that he's at his best right now this year, then, then you're looking at the wrong guy. He looks like a guy that's, that, I mean, to me, he looks old. Now, it could be he's hurt, you're right, or it could be he got old overnight. Or it could be what everybody said. We gave him a big contract, and now he's, you know, you know, kind of, you know, the season's over. The season's over. I'm not going to hurt myself. You know, you know, let it ride. I don't know. I, I really, I, I don't know what to say. You know, I really don't. Um, but, but he, look, to me, he looks old. He looks old. <laughs> he looks old. 
He looks like me out there. I mean, he doesn't look like he's running well. If he, he looked like, like you, he'd be hitting 330 right now. He doesn't look like he's aggressive on the, on, you know, <laughs> defensively. His swings are still big, long swings, but, but that's about it. He doesn't look like he's, you know, he doesn't look like the feared hitter that, that I expect him to be that we've seen him on this team for the last couple of years. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Look, he's, look, he's still the best hitter on the team. But he's not producing like the best hitter on the team. Yeah, I, I think I think it's injuries. I think he's just hurt. I think he'll be fine I, for I next hope year. So. I hope so because in, in, whoever we get, whoever we add, whatever the team ends up being will next year, you need him. You need him to be the Cespedes of, of last year. You need him to hit 30 home runs and be a seared hitter and have them pitch pitch differently to our lineup because of him. You need him to be him. And if, oh, and you if want him to be the run producer. If it takes him to rest this year and play every, you know, gets sat every five games, I'm very fine with that. If it's to have him rest for the next two weeks, I'm fine with that too. I don't care. But yeah. I just hope he's the player we, we hope he is next year and beyond because we need him. We need him to be Johan. That, I agree. And, and, and that's what, no matter who they put on the team, you're going to need him to be who he is. You know, you, you really do. I think Conforto has, I mean, you see Conforto this year. Johan or Uniteds? funny. You know, I think Conforto's playing what you thought he would play last year. I think he's a fantastic ball player. Fantastic. And I think sky's the limit. I think he's young enough where you can see in the next two, three years him becoming better. You know, uh, oh, yeah, especially no. as a hitter. What I like, too, is he's hitting bombs. He's hitting off lefties now, too. Lefties, he's not even he's No, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a competent he's a competent hitter. My fear is, and I think the fear of all Met fans, and you probably say, there's just so many holes to fill. To be a, now, there's not a lot of holes to fill if you want to be a 500 team. It's not, because the pitchers come back and they keep the team the same. They potentially should could be a 500 team, although all the other teams around them are, are not bad. However, if they want to go for a championship, there's a lot of holes to fill, and I don't know. If well, you know what? The that. bottom line is, again, with all this money coming off the books, a real franchise to fill these holes. But are they a real franchise? I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, a, I'm, I'm a probably, normal team fills. A normal team would fill these. The problem because yeah, the eighty million coming off the books. Bottom line is eighty million coming off the books. The Wilpons are pocketing at least half of it, so that's the frustrating part. <laughs> That's a lot of bucks coming off the books. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. <laughs> Look, big guy, let me go, and when you, you close up, okay? Thank you. Thanks for calling in as always, Todd, man. I'll uh, see look, you soon. Fantastic speaking with you, and, and I listened a little bit before. I really, I love the football segment. It gets me in the mood. It's coming. Well, you Although know what? The, the Jets, Jets don't here. promise to be much better than the Mets, so. Yeah, well, you know what? At least, at least it's something different. At least, at least right now they're only zero and zero, right? So, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Think of it that way. Okay. I'll All talk right, to man. You later. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, bye. Bye. Padman calling in. Doing a great job as always. And uh, you know, talking some baseball as always. Doing some maths with the Padman. So great job, Padman. Thanks for calling in. 
And, uh, you know, coming up to the show, the end of the show here, I just want a couple of notes that I noticed came through. Tanaka on the 10-day BL for the Yankees. So a big blow, another big blow for the Yankees is Tanaka, who we were just talking about earlier, how he's a big part of the team, is now on the 10-day BL with right shoulder inflammation. So that's a, a blow to the Yankees. So now with him and Sebastian both out, the Yankees clearly need to do something because uh, – you know, their pitching gotten bad. Obviously Jordan Montgomery got called back up, so so we'll see we'll see what happens there. But uh but yeah, all right, so another great show. Thank you everybody for calling in. Thank you for all the listeners today. And uh next week we'll be back with more. We'll see what's going on in the NFL, another week of NFL. And uh obviously baseball, we'll check on the pennant races, we'll see what goes on with the Yankees the rest of the week and then the Mets obviously. And, uh, you know, we'll keep plugging along. But uh, thanks again. I want to thank uh, PDV for calling in, doing football, Dr. A, Padman, obviously, calling in, doing baseball. And, uh, you know, great job by all these guys today. And, uh, you know, till next week, I'll be back with some more. And then what's going on here right now? Yeah, so next week I'll be back with more, and everybody enjoy your weekend. And, again, thanks to everybody who called in and listened tonight. Magic Mike, Christine from Pinebush as well. Thank you.